Hello, Phantasms, Poltergeist, and Puppet Masters. This is your weekly dose of horror news and fun. This is episode 25 of Television Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Dan McGuinness, and joining me as always is my co host, Jennifer, the Dream Warriors. Strand. <laughs> Together we are two people with a love of horror and feel the burn of our obsolete blockbuster memberships. You can catch us weekly on all major podcasting services and on the YouTube. Jen, everyone wants to know, how's your week been? It's been crazy. I had my first week off in I don't know how long. How many years? Ten. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I reckon it's been about ten years. The only time I've really had time off is when I'm sick or anything like that, so... I didn't know what to do with myself for a lot of it, but it also went by real quick and I now I need a do-over. Did you feel like you spent every hour to its maximum? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so Monday I went to the dentist and I was in the dentist chair for like a good solid hour and a half to two hours. Ooh, having like Having all this dental work done and that was the same day we unfortunately had to put our cat to sleep. Oh man, I talk know. about shit week. It, it started out strong um, and I got home from the dentist and I basically sat down and woke up like four or five hours later. Did so, you just, did they snooze you? No, they gave me a lot of uh, uh, injections in my face and I Ew. couldn't feel my nose or anything like that. You couldn't feel your nose? Yeah, it was crazy. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, just random stuff throughout the week, just trying to catch up on, like, housework. I went through a bunch of stuff, got donated a bunch of stuff and... What, clothes? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I like to do a clean out every so often. Well, are you donated? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant people donated clothes to you. And I'm like, that's weird. No. <laughs> and we go, you've got enough clothes. I've got plenty of clothes. And so I donated some off and, yeah, all of a sudden it's now Saturday. And I'm like... Where's Bang. My, where's my week gone? Yeah. That's How about right. you? I had a super busy week. It is the official new book week. So mm. I went and did a whole bunch of school talks uh, uh, because of my illustration work and book, uh, children's book writing stuff. So I've been like, I went to, you know, Glenelg Primary School. I went to Redeemer, which is a Nuri, Nuri up. Wow, that's a distance. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty. I didn't know how far away it was. <laughs> and then I was only in the morning. I'm like, man, it's an hour and I have to be there at nine in the morning. Oh, gross. I know. Um, and then I'm um, in the studio, which we are now. There's a bar and I decided to move my bar around. So mm. I did a bit of, you know, industrial work, got out the old wood woodworking gear and moved the bar around. It does look good. It does look better. More room for activities now. More room. And yeah, and then like that inspired me to go down to Bunnings and buy some storage shelves and oh. do the old, you know, got, got all the spot for all the new microphones and yep. stands. And oh, I love a trip to Bunnings. I know. <laughs> I always go there and just like come back with garden gnomes and everything I don't need. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. But yeah, so that's pretty good. But we need to move into oh, so now we're going to change our segments up. So we're going to start with horror news. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so each week me and Jen take you through the horror news that you need to know about. Welcome to Horror News! New edition. <laughs> Bam. So what's been happening in the world of horror, Jen? All right, this is a little one that's divided the internet a bit. Well, Ooh, divided? The, di- I like divided it. the horror community on the internet. Um, so there are some a scientific study tracking heart rates uh, to determine the scariest horror movies ever made was released as an infographic the other day stating that Scott Derrickson's Sinister is basically the scariest movie ever. Or the one that might 
made people's heart rate go up the most. Yes. Yeah. So, have you seen Sinister? No. I'm Sinister? pretty certain I started watching it and I kind of got bored. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just about a lady who is like, a, I think she's a journalist no, or a novelist and she can't write a story. So she see, And then she sees a snuff film and she just gets obsessed with it. Let's... And by she, do you mean Ethan Hawke? Yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Whoops. That's fine. Why did I think she? I don't know. He doesn't look very she-esque. No, it's, it's fine. Why did I think she? Doesn't I matter. Yeah, I... and she's... Uh, she just said it again. <laughs> he sees a snuff film. He gets obsessed with solving the, you know, the... Yep. Like, you know, instead of doing the novel, gets obsessed with solving this snuff video. Uh, for those who don't know what a snuff video is, you probably do, but it's when uh, a video of people actually getting killed. Yeah. And then, you know, finds out that it's a bit bit more bit more to it, but it's a bit of supernaturalist coming into it, and that's about it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so most, mostly, um, I think so number two was Insidious, followed by The Conjuring, Hereditary. But the first one, you got to say, so the heart rate of Sinister was mm. highest spike was 131. And I, I, I mean, I, there's a whole bunch of them, but we'll just go by the highest spikes. Mm. So the highest spike was 131. Second one was Insidious, as you said, at 130. Hang on. Well, see, it says 133, but I'm guessing that 133, like, don't get me wrong, I don't know math very well, but 133 seems to be higher than 131. Um, oh, maybe they're going by the average. Mm, mm. Oh, so, okay, so, which is weird because in the big infographic here, it doesn't have the average <laughs> for, oh, yeah, it does the resting. No, yeah. Yes. Oh, here it is. So the movie... BPM, the average heart rate is 86 yeah. for uh, Sinister. And then it goes Insidious, 85. Mm-hmm. The Conjuring, 84. Mm-hmm. You can read the rest. Yep. Do yep. the top 10. Yeah. It's, you know, Hereditary, uh, Conjuring, 84. Hereditary, 83. Paranormal Activity, 82. It Follows, 81. Conjuring, 280. Babadook, 80. The Descent, 79, and The Visit, 79. Now, have you noticed these films are all the kind of same genre, like kind of vibe, do you know what I mean? They're yeah. all paranormal, ghosty things. Yeah, and most of them... Except for The Descent, <laughs> which is like clearly people... Which good. Yeah, but that, that's not ghosts. That's no. like underground uh, heli monsters. Yeah, which is pretty good. But I find that, like, so you've got The Insidious and The Conjuring um, universe on this list, right? And they are done by James Wan, who generally uses horrendous soundtracks. So a lot of the time it's just the soundtrack. So we should really be listening to soundtracks. As in horrendous as in like bad? No, no, no. They're really good. Or jump scary. He relies on this soundtrack. So a lot of the time it's usually like string instruments done a particular way as he's showing something quite horrendous or whatever which is that's the jump scare so it's the big soundtrack but it goes bigger than most other soundtracks so he scares you with the soundtrack a yeah. bit more than the actual visual yeah right yeah. interesting interesting yeah so a lot of people like kind of did came out and were like i don't agree that with this and like but the science is there if the science is there then the problem is like it says uh, it was, what did they say here? There was 50 people consumed 120 hours each of films. Mm. So that's a very limited amount of films. Mm. So, like, there are thousands of horror films oh, out there. I mean, there's nothing on here that, I mean, Texas Chainsaw is probably, is that the oldest one that's on here? Yeah, it looks I'd like it is. I'd say so, yeah. I mean, you got stuff like at 
there's around about how many films were there? There was like 35. Yeah, they watched. Um, first of all, you had to work out what was the the process they went through to choose this first 35. Like, what? Why did they choose those ones for a start? Like, so then you kind of need to know that first, as in their samples on yep. why they chose their samples under why yeah to make a thing, but. So what they're really saying is it's not the most scariest movies of all time. It's the scariest movies out of this small sample that we did. Yes. Out of the 35 films that we showed the people. And then, these are the top scariest 10 out of the 30, which isn't much. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was a curation of the 50 best horror films ever made. But I'm also wanting – I'm also interested in the people that they got to watch these films, like – I want to know a little bit more about these people because are they horror fans? Are they just people who were like, oh, yeah, I'd like to make $50 today. I'll sit and watch a bunch of horror movies. Yeah, and like, usually people who do it for that reason are people that have no no, um, <laughs> no understanding of life. Yeah, like I, I honestly would be like, oh, hey, like let's get some of the horror community together, get them to watch this and see. I think it would be very different. Well, yeah, well, that would definitely change the outcome of uh, your results of someone who, especially because the horror community would have already seen all these. Yeah. But so it would have had to have been, in my opinion, the people would have not have to have seen the films before mm-hmm. to make it. Because then like, otherwise, if you know what's coming up, your heart rate is going to be different. You know yes. what I mean? So, so your one, what well, you're saying, if you get horror experts in that have seen the film, you're going to get a very skewed, different outcome. Definitely. So if I would do it, I would have, you would have to have not have seen these 30 films 35 films meaning you're probably not a horror fan if you haven't seen like texas chainsaw or halloween what are you doing with your life scream or alien like you gotta be um yeah but yeah it is said so they chose it on the the most popular horror films yeah but there's not stuff like i mean there's no evil dead in there no um as in like to me that must be a popular horror film like, I can't understand how that could be. There is no Friday the 13th in there. Yes, no. there is. There is one. <laughs> the first one. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't understand how they made this. This So, to me, straight away, the list itself, the original 35 they chose, is du- dubious from the start. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you're not going to get your clicks if you put on there, like, the scariest move, 10 movies out of these 30. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they, yeah. they've, like, sensationalised the thing by going the scariest movies all time, which made you click on it. It did. We did. Um, it also came up on, um, like, five or six different um, articles as I was scrolling through, which usually then, if I see it, like, three or four times, then I'm going to, you know, it's going to gauge my reaction. But... So the least, I like the, the last one on the list, like the one that I only just cut in, is Audition, which to me is not a horror film. Like, it's got a horrific scene in it, where, mm. where, which is like some body mutilation. But as far as it goes of horror, that re- that really, um, that sits in the thriller category for me, or yep. even drama, because mm. it's mostly just about a guy auditioning a girl to be his girlfriend. I can't remember. I saw it like, it would have been over 15 years ago now. Yeah. Um, so to me, Audition, number one, is not one of the best horror films of all time. It's a great film, but it's like saying that um, Parasite is one of the best horror films. Like There's some weird stuff in it, but it doesn't count as a horror film. No, I wouldn't put it in the horror category. Um, Good film, but... Annabelle's in there. That's not a great horror film. Annabelle's a piece of shit. But Dark Skies is in there. I love Dark, Dark Skies. Dark Skies is good, though. Dark Skies. That only made number 30 out of the 35. Like, <laughs> Put that up there. That scared me more... Than um, Insidious. Mm. 
But a I'm lot surprised more as well. So like films like The Omen and The Shining are sitting at 32 and 33. Um, the Exorcist is at 17. And at the the time of their release in the 70s, these were the scariest films of all time. The Exorcist is definitely should be higher up the list. Mm-hmm. But because it... But these people it didn't scare. Yeah. But if you're going to put it into a category of like the scariest films, the films that affected the world as a whole, The Exorcist would definitely be in there. Even Texas Chainsaw would be in there, like mm-hmm. up real high, because these are films that came out in a time when there wasn't like there wasn't that ro- ro- uh, romanticizing of like of horror of yeah. of, of like of. What am I trying to say here? You know, like we didn't just um, rom- romanticizing of murder, basically. Yeah. Well, I'm this like, is at a time as well when they were starting to sort of shift that genre, so they were starting to do a little bit more and be a little bit more and push boundaries and limits. I'm really surprised that Quiet Place didn't f- sit higher up the list. That movie is tense, eh? mm. and like quite horrific at times, and quite there's a lot of horror in it, and there's a lot of like <laughs> sitting there holding your own breath when you're watching it, and like yeah. if you can get that out of you. It's really good. But the top ones to me are just those ghosty stories, like the paranormal activity. I mean, Hereditary is good. Don't get me wrong. Hereditary is amazing. I wasn't scared in Hereditary that much. No, no. There's definitely a tension, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's a fear tension. Yeah. Because... can you remember the god that they're bringing back in Hereditary? That no, I can't remember. His name, his name's like Babel, Babel or something like that. Yeah. And I've just re- we talked about um, on my video game podcast last night. There's a new free to play like Breath of the Wild clone called um, Genshin Genkin Saga or something like that. Um, I sure. can't remember what it's called. It's like a Japanese RPG, and your little like fairy that hangs out with you is that god. Oh. And it's just like, but it's like, it's, it's just a cute little, like, cake Lolita fairy going, hello, <laughs> this is your next mission. And I'm like, bit different to the hereditary mm. version. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen that come forth in hereditary. Would have just made the film just that. Oh, my God. Imagine at the end when they're doing, like, like for people who haven't seen hereditary, there's a, there's a seance There's a lot of shit happening in that film. Yeah, there's a bit where they're conjuring up a god kind of thing. Imagine it popped out and it's just this cake Lolita fairy going, <laughs> mission is to find another tree house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so fucking brutal. Um, anyhow. So, yeah, well, I mean, we could we could wax about this all day. And I really could. I could do a whole hour talking about just this infographic. I like here, like the, it's got also the biggest jump scares by heart rate section. So, mm. Insidious won that. What? I hate jump scares. I don't actually like them. Because like, I find it, it's a cheap trick it that like depends well because now we're so used to them it's it, it's a it's a trope throughout all of these films in all of the genres so you know like you could sit and watch like i uh, i was watching evil dead the remake with uh someone and they were really terrified at that point and i'm like okay well look every time something is about to happen i'm just gonna like tap you on the leg and 100 percent, i knew every moment that they were about to do something and i'm just like tap them on the leg and then they're a little okay with it that evil dead 3 was good that's not even on here but then they got it they nowadays because we're so desensitized and so used to everything and everything has to be bigger and better than the last films that you saw that that this is the next thing that they can rely on is the jump scare you know Mm. It's films like the the A twenty four films are starting to sort of move, even though that that's a slightly different genre of horror. But they're sort of moving away from those like crazy jump scares. Yeah, I always like jump scares that are not actual jump scares that they use it in an editing thing. Yeah, like 
there's some really good ones where you'll be, there'll be a tense scene and then it'll just cut to the next scene. It'll be like someone cutting an apple real crisply and hard. And you're like, ooh, that apple <laughs> oh. cut. There's a lot of kitchen like jump scares. That's you know, juice. Or they'll cut to like, you know, like someone's going, <gasps> and suddenly there's a close-up shot of a blender blending an apple, a, a tomato or something like real close up and loud on the screen. Yep. And you're like, oh, shit, a blender. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And then you realise you've just been scared by something that doesn't even matter. Yeah. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Mm. So, yeah, very interesting little little infographic. I did post it on the Facebook page. Not a lot of response, but that's fine. That's fine. It is a very long graphic. It like, is. Maybe uh, people couldn't handle it. You just it's, need a little bit of a... I like us, that it was... Give um, us the gist. Uh, so, like, watch, watching each movie in 5.1 surround sound, a panel of 50 people consumed over 120 hours of the best horror movies, each fitted with a heart rate monitor to measure which movies got their blood pumping in the most, uh, the most defined, the, in the ultimate horror movie. But, like... Yeah, they're really put, they're really pumping it up, aren't they? Because yeah. like it's just like yes, yeah, yeah. Number one, you're starting with like a list that could be flawed. Yeah, but we'll we'll give them their infographic. They got yeah, their 15 minutes of fame. They did. I clicked on it and I read it and I was like, mm hmm. Uh huh. Now I have to watch Sinister, but okay. Yep. What's next? All right. So it looks like Ghostbusters Afterlife has moved to a summer 2021 release. Like we knew that it was delayed. I think we were meant to get it this year. Um, But it's now been pushed back to June 11, 2021. Oh, I'm excited about this film. I really like the Ghostbusters. Yes, I do. I love the Ghostbusters. To me, I liked, I've liked all the Ghostbusters films. I liked all the Ghostbusters cartoons. I've liked, I like the Lady Ghostbusters film. I just like it. Like, yeah. I just like the world of this ridiculous world where ridiculous ghosts come out and ridiculous people wearing proton energy packs. Yes. Shoot lasers at ghosts. I'm like, yeah. What's not to like? I know. Come on. Um, well, there's apparently a lot that's not to like if you look at, if you, uh, if you take it. Look at the internet. The yeah, internet well, we don't like want a lot to of listen things. to the internet because uh, it's just full of hateful, angry people. Is that teacher that they... Is that Paul Rudd? Yes, Paul Rudd's I it. didn't know that was him until I just read the, the cast list. And I'm like, who's Paul Rudd in it? And then I looked at that picture. So, the yeah, the, the guy that they're talking to. Yeah, so Paul Rudd's in it. Um, we've also... So, the original cast are returning. So, uh, Dan Aykroyd, uh, Bill Murray, uh, Scorny Weaver, uh, Annie Potts. No, oh, Janine. She's and back. And then we've got... Ghostbusters, what do you want? <laughs> I fucking love her. <laughs> uh, McKenna Grace, who I don't know who that is. Finn Wolfhard, who we all know from Stranger Things. Well, Car- these are new ones, aren't they? Yes, yeah, so we've yeah. got... We're, we're being introduced to new characters, um, but all the old characters are returning. So the... Um, the what's her name? Um, the, the Finn one? She's... Yeah, so she's... Just a young actress. She's. Been... I think she's in. Like she's, oh, she's in, in Annabelle. <laughs> Sorry. She's in Annabelle Comes Home. Yeah. She's I'm... in Gifted. That one that's up on Netflix at the moment. Pretty certain she's in like the Haunting of Hill oh, House. How, how, yeah, yeah. She also played a young Captain Marvel. Uh, and man... a young Sabrina. Oh man, she. She's done a lot. Yeah, yeah, she has done a lot. She's done forty films. Jesus. She's fourteen. She has more money than I do. <laughs> This makes me sad. <laughs> That's crazy. She's been in the Angry Birds film. She's been in Mr. Ch- She's in The Handmaid's Tale. Okay. <laughs> wow, who's her agent? Yep. That's crazy. Making life choices here. Um. Anyhow. So, yeah, like, 
you know, we're all excited for it. Most people aren't excited for it because the internet and everyone hates on everything because let's just shit on everything that we love. Nah, um, man, this looks wicked. Like The that... trailer looks good. Everything about it looks good. Yeah. Did you see the shoes that Reebok are coming out with? Yes, I did. The oh. two of them. So one's the uniform and one's, I don't know what the other one is, a high top like proton a pack. Proton pack. Um, I didn't think, oh, straight away those things are going to break, but I was still was like, I think I need them. <laughs> I didn't like the style of the 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 um, the like the brown ones. Oh, see, they would be like, I, I mean, not... them they make more sense. They do make more sense. I like those ones over the proton. I would buy those ones over the proton pack ones. However, I will not be buying them because they're probably going to be like two hundred. Have you always noticed Reebok make all the cool weird shoes? Like yeah, they're they always do, the ones yeah. who do like the Back to the Future ones, and I don't know if they did that, the but they alien always ones? what they did the Alien Stomper. Yeah, yeah, like yep, they they do a thing. I really love the poster to this new Ghostbusters film, the one where it just says it's got no branding on it. It just has the car cruising through a wheat field, like the the Ecto one or two or whichever one it is. It'll probably be two because it's obviously their latest one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just says summer 2020 and the O in 20 is the Ghostbusters symbol. And it's like cruising through the wheat field and you can see some sort of paranormal rift happening on the, on the horizon, like, yep. you know, some sort of Gozer event. I'm hoping, I'm hoping Gozer's back. I'm always a fan of Gozer. Who doesn't love Gozer? I know. A bloody bubbly chick with a bloody crop, <laughs> uh, with a vanilla ice haircut and glitter all more, over her. More glitter, please. I have a Gozer action figure on the yes, shelf behind you. Yes, you do. Love her. She's great. She's hilarious. What's such a... She's such a nimble little minx. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now I'm really excited about this. I don't mind them taking ideas and running with them with this one as it's, a, you know, new generation. I like the idea that this is like, you know, this has been like toted as Ghostbusters 3. Yes. So um, I would really like if they did another girls one as well, which was Ghostbusters 2. Uh, I couldn't put a 2. It does have to be Ghostbusters something or other. Mm. Um, and then you could have two parallel worlds because there are four parallel versions of the Ghostbusters in the Ghostbusters canon of the comics. So they can all meet each other. And there's mm. lots of ones called like, I can't remember what they call it, Splitting Dimensions or something like that or yep. crossing, crossing Over or whatever, where the Ghostbusters from other dimensions meet each other. They, they do it all the time because there are That'd parallel cool. worlds with the ghost universe. So you, you've, you've had like the film ones meet the comic ones, meeting the cart animated real Ghostbusters and stuff. So there's no reason why there can't be another parallel universe of the girl Ghostbusters existing mm. and they can meet. That and and it would totally be canon in the Ghostbusters universe because the Ghostbusters universe is a comedy. Like, and that's where people really, really, really are slipping up. It's a bloody comedy. It's not... It's not serious. Well, this is the problem is the Lady Ghostbusters was a box office flop because men decided to hate it because it was ruining their childhood and women aren't funny. And all was the that blah, really blah, why blah. it flopped though? That or? was why it flopped because everyone was so pissed off about it. They didn't like the fact that, you know, female comedians were coming in and ruining ruining their childhood. Like, yeah. shut up. Stop talking. Well, here's this one. Is, is, so this is what makes this one hilarious. This is about a bunch of kids. Right. It's basically those people, like kids, discovering the Ghostbusters themselves. This is like you as a kid if you found the Ghostbusters gear after the Ghostbusters. So it's like Stranger Things have met the Ghostbusters now. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. People, oh, this is Stranger Things. No, you're just saying that because the kid from Stranger Things is in it. Hey, look, he's doing fantastic things with his career and, like, I would be running with that for as long as he possibly can because who knows when that's going to dry up for him. Who knows? It's going to be great. It's going to be so fun. I'm very And I hope it's Kitty. 
Like, I want it to be kiddie. Mm-hmm. Like, if you watch that first Ghostbusters film, there isn't much in it that isn't, like, for kids. Like, it's weird, but, like, I saw the Ghostbusters. So the first time I saw Ghostbusters uh, was at the drive-in with my parents. Yeah. The bloody library lady scared the shit out of me. I hid yep. for a big part of the film. But eventually I came back up from behind the seats. <laughs> and, yeah, weren't you real? That's the scariest part in the whole film. Mm. And then the prairie dogs. I think they're called prairie. That's what I've always called them, like the big dog beast. Mm-hmm. Um, I love them as a kid. I'm like, oh, man, look at them big dogs, like big, <laughs> big monsters. Oh, monsters, man. They were like, because to me they looked like big gremlins. Yeah. They were like big, muscly, buff gremlins. <laughs> It's like a gremlin crossed with a Staffordshire Bull Terrier. Yeah. I loved it. But this looks great. This looks and, – and they can only go – yeah, you know, like – and I like this small cast. They've yeah. done They've done the Ghostbusters in – is it in Manhattan they always are? Mm-hmm. Where are they? Yeah, they've yeah, done that whole thing. It's been done like four times now, three times. Yeah. So we can now bring them rural, small cast, small problem. It doesn't have to, you know, destroy the whole world. No. I don't need, like, the state it's pops mask, man. Yeah, we just need, like, a big monster that can smash some couple of wooden buildings. And this is what I like a little bit more about the concept of this story. I like the concept of the small town takeover. Yeah. Um, Because it's not – it's like in the faculty where they say if you were going to take over the world, would you burst through the door independent style or, or would you go through the back door? Yeah. And I love that concept because it's like how long all these people living in these, like, big cities – have no idea that this one little thing happening in this small town is now about to like engulf their entire. How are they going to explain it? Because oh, you know, a lot of the Ghostbusters lore is based around negative energy of humans, which I really like. Like yeah. it's just like you fucked yourself over. So basically, <laughs> like... the negative en- energy is all the people that complained about the Lady Ghostbusters film. Cause... Oh dear, this is it. <laughs> this is the negative coming out. Going, yeah. Here you go, dickheads. <laughs> Um, not to say like, you you are allowed to not like a film. Oh, no, and of course. Fine, but like, it's just like when you not like a film that you haven't seen purely because there's women in it, Yeah, you got to rethink what you're doing. you gotta you got to take that, you know, you got to take that Make America Great hat off again. Just put it put it down and go outside. Make Ghostbusters great again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Rampages. Um, anyway, what's next? Okay. So, this one is an interesting one. So, Tim Burton is looking to bring back the Adams Family for a live-action TV series. Man, so much Adams Family happening recently with the, the, the CG film and now this one. And mm. How good was Morticia in that live-action? Like, they nailed her character, eh? I had a hard crush on her as, like, a seven-year-old. She was such a babe. Was it that long ago? It was like 92, 93. Because like Doc Brown played Fester, didn't he? Yeah, he got all chubby for it. Oh, Christina Ricci was Wednesday. I oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. She's hard crushing on her mid-90s. Yeah. <laughs> well, hard crushing on her now. A lot of people have said that they want her to come back. Um, as, as what? As either Morticia or do it different Shh. and bring her back as Wednesday. Uh, just older. And then looking at like now Morticia's the grandmama. And, um, oh, as in like a, a real-time age? Yeah. yeah. Just keep it. Uh, 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 she was good, but I'm sure they can find another actress which is just as cool as her. Yeah, <laughs> it'll probably end up being that little girl who's in Ghostbusters. Yeah, <laughs> or the girl that um, plays Hit Girl in Kick Ass. What's that well, actress? Chloe, oh no, she's a bit old now, isn't she? Chloe Grace Moretz. Well, who, she is the voice of Wednesday in the um, animated is she? film. Yeah, oh. I love her. She's fantastic. Yeah, she um, she does so many adult roles. Like, have you seen like the start of her career with yes. all these like crazy? Even her character in 30 Rock, mm-hmm. she plays like the granddaughter of that guy. And she's just this hard-hitting 
adult character. Yeah. That's all she plays. Like I love her. And she was in Carrie. She played. She was in the Carrie remake. She played Carrie. Yeah. Um, which I didn't mind as well. That was not a bad film. Yeah. I well, see. I found Carrie the, the first film. Like whatever. You know what I mean? That's a whatever yeah. film for me. I'm like, yeah, I get it. It throws some blood on her at the end. She makes everyone crouch on fire. Yeah. <laughs> so it's basically just fast forward to just that moment. Yeah. Like it had a lot of nothing happening before. It. And yeah. I, 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 I always get put off by films where I know there's only one moment that's going to be like the very end. Like in my horror films, I need like constant. That's why I like um, Hereditary is so good. There's like yeah. constant stuff happening the whole way through. Constant little ideas until it like, builds into this big buddy cacophony of like ridiculousness at the end. And yes, you're just, like, more of that. And a little cake leader girl comes out <laughs> out of a cake. <laughs> Doesn't happen. No. Um, so, like, my big concern here is Tim Burton. As, yeah. As, as soon as they put Tim Burton, as soon as he's involved, I'm kind of done because... Because you know his wife is just going to be Morticia. Again, this was, like, straight away. So, the internet's talking because I always, I always look at comments and then I have to stop looking at comments because I get really mad because people are just... That's an internet rule. You don't so, read the comments. So Even... full of hate. Yeah. So, one of the big things was they wanted Christina Ricci to come back as Wednesday or as some other person. And they were like, well, we don't want to watch it now because it's Tim Burton, so he's going to put Helena Bonham Carter and Johnny Depp in this film. Hope and Johnny Depp is... Gomez. <laughs> He's so bloaty and gross now, Johnny Depp. Yeah, that's all right. No. No, I don't actually care. No. Um, um, but I think Tim Burton for me, like peak Tim Burton is Beetlejuice, uh, Batman Returns. Like once he started doing... Peak Tim Burton is Beetlejuice. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a full stop. Yeah, full like, stop. I think the Batman Returns is just like... I just like Batman. Right? Have you watched Batman? No, no, he did Batman. Didn't he, he did Batman and Batman Returns. Have you watched Batman recently? Not recently. Have you know it's just an hour and a half of a dude dressed in a bat suit getting punched in the face. He never wins any fight in it. I watched it recently and it's so much weird. That's cool. Like he never wins. Yeah. Because he's just a dude who dons on a suit. Why would he win? Yeah. Well, that, well, that's exactly right. Why would he win? I was like, this is hilarious. It's just Batman getting punched in the face for an hour and a half. I'm okay with it. Do you know what they should do? No name actors. Get some people who are in who are good at acting mm-hmm. and they get the role because they're good at acting. And then like, you know, because otherwise, how are we ever going to find new actors? Well, this is true. This is true. But yeah, so Tim Burton for me, I, I'm not a fan of a lot of his new stuff. Um, it just, yeah. This would have to, like, if he'd have done this back in the 90s, it probably would have been good. I mean, he did Nightmare Before Christmas. I Did he? Is that he, him? He yeah. produced it. He didn't actually do it okay um i personally do not give three shits about that film either like for what it was technically amazing brilliant like they've done something that was really hard to do i didn't like the songs i'm not a fan of it you don't have to be no but they see thousands upon thousands of women love it i just personally can take it or leave it do men love it i have no idea I don't You're know. You're not part of that community. It's it's become a <laughs> I don't know. Like it's just become this cultural thing and you just walk into so like you imagine walking into like your local like zing at the moment and it's nothing but a nightmare on Elm Street. And they've really cornered a market. Nightmare on Elm Street? Sorry, uh, Nightmare Before <laughs> Christmas. I was watching Nightmare on nightmare Yeah, yeah, we know. Um so yeah, so they've cornered this fantastic market because October through to December 
they've got fucking merch just coming out the asshole because you've got the Halloween side of everything and Halloween is starting to become big in Australia. Mm. And then, of course, you've got Christmas. So this this film, it, it has cornered, like, a big chunk of the holiday market because of, like, so they're just going to be pumping out merchandise left, right and centre. So you've got all the Halloween stock out at the moment. Give it a couple more weeks. Then all the Christmas versions and of it. And both of those out. things, yeah. So... The, um... Well, at least, you know, with the Nightmare for Christmas franchise out there, at least the Snowdome community has, has got, gets more Snowdomes every year. <laughs> snow I always imagine that's just all the merchandise they have for some reason. It's just a Snowdome. Just Snowdomes. New Snowdomes every year. And sure. Yeah, you, you oh, the new, you know, the, the, snow, the Snowdome, like, fa- uh, fan, fa- uh, Facebook fan pages are like, new Nightmare for Christmas Snowdomes are coming. Get ready, guys. <laughs> Is there a Snowdome community? I don't know. I, I assume. Want to be part I'm of sure this. there's a community of, for everything. Faberge eggs. Oh, <laughs> like everything. Eggs. Every time I think of Faberge eggs, I just think of that episode of The Simpsons where oh. bleeding, bleeding Gums Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> Faberge egg. All right. Yeah. That's good. But so, I mean, I'll still watch it because I like The Addams Family. Like, that was a huge part of my. This is a TV series. I didn't even read the title. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's going to be a TV series. Do you reckon it's going to have the opening, like, with the clicks? I, well, maybe. That would be great. Imagine um, it's in black and white. <laughs> that would be pretty interesting, actually. People won't watch it because it's in black and white. Oh, that would be the best. That would filter out the majority of the, you know, make Ghostbusters great again, people. <laughs> They're my new, that's my new explanation of what they are. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so straight away, you just have people who want to watch it would watch it. Yeah. You can't um, watch something in black and white. You're a turkey goblin. So I think a, a, a lot of buyers are bidding for it. So this it could it could be HBO Max, it could be Netflix, it could be Amazon. We've just lost Quibi. No one gives a shit about Quibi. That lasted six months. Um, and then I think they're saying that it's going to be primarily focused around Wednesday. Is Quibi Adams. gone? Yeah. I thought Tubi was the one that went down. Nah, Tubi. Oh, Tubi's Quibi. Great. Quibi. Quibi went down. Oh, okay. Well, you can see why I got them confused. They've both got eyes at the end and they're yeah. both ridiculous. I love Tubi. Um, but yes. Someone said the other day, like, oh, Tubi's shut down. I'm like, how am I going to watch my, like, my, my, my Q budget CG films now with spiders that are just walking on the spot? Right. <laughs> like, you know, on a loop and they just have yeah. them in the background and stuff. Like, how am I going to watch Amityville Clown House now? Exactly. How are you going to watch anything, anything that's got a clown in it? Um, anyway, once again, we've digressed. It's fine. But yeah, uh, yeah I'll, 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 I'll definitely watch this. And yeah. I'll be really interested to know who they cast. I think that's a re- that, that, that is the most important. I know that's a, a, always an important thing for everything. Well, yeah. But this really relies on the characters. Like, it's only about the characters. Yeah. And I feel that as soon... It, it's true. Because as soon as they he announces the first two people in it are going to be fucking Johnny Depp and Helena Bowen Carter, I'm just going to be like, fuck you. I'm still going to watch it. But I won't. I'd be like, yeah, if this is going to be something, you know, this is going to, you know, Tim Burton I, and the other thing that reminds me of is just like, like curly things. Like he always draws like things with a curl on the end. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know, this isn't 90s goth hour or something like <laughs> it that. It might be. I mean, look at, look at Dark Shadows. That wasn't a bad film. A lot of people hated that. I thought it was all right. Yeah, I watched it. I thought it was okay. Yeah. It's just yeah. okay. Let's okay. move on to our homework. So every week, Jennifer and I set ourselves a horror movie to watch, and then we go through it scene by scene and spoil the fuck out of it the next week. Yeah. And this week, we are going to spoil A Nightmare on Elm Street 3. So get ready, put your seatbelts on, and 
for the roller coaster ride of <laughs> Freddy Krueger. Krueger. <laughs> we have a rating system, Jen. What is it? Okay, so we have A for awesome, everybody should watch. B is our beer and chicken wing group movie. F, fun and dumb. C is a classic classic that's worth a watch. G is good for its time but is not held up. We've got the J, Jen special, the D, Dan special. Those are for films that only we would like. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Death proof. Um, we've got a W, which is a whatever film. S for shit. You should avoid. And we've got the McConaughey, which is the fucking fuck. The worst film Just ever. Just don't watch it. Which, don't don't acknowledge it. Don't give it your power. Don't give it your energy. Which changes every week to whatever. <laughs> Next week it'll be the Zellweger. <laughs> no, because she's good. She is She good. was good in that film. Was she a, was great in that film. In the Texas Chainsaw Massacre New Generation is what we're talking about now, which has created our worst rating Yeah. of being the worst <laughs> films. Yeah, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, part three, yeah. 1987. Dream Warrior. Dream Warriors. Ducking. Oh, yeah, it's the Dream Warriors. Yeah, it's Dream Warriors. Um, So it's directed by Chuck Russell, who did The Blob and the 1994 Jim Carrey film The Mask. The Blob's so good. And Um, The Mask is whatever. Do you know there was a kid, because it was book week, um, so the kids dress up as characters, mm. and there was a kid dressed as The Mask in like one of my groups. Yeah. And I'm like... But it is a comic book now. It's based on a comic book, but it's R-rated. Yeah. It's like full on. Like he murders people, you know. He he uses that wackiness that we know that the like the Jim Carrey mask is, but like does it to like brutalize and pull people apart and stuff. Oh, so like more of that, please. I, and it was weird to see. And I'm like, number one, the comic is not for kids. Number two, it's so irrelevant. <laughs> like the film hasn't been around for how long? Why are you dressed as? And he hired the suit. Oh, like he spent money on it. Sure. Yeah, kids go crazy for book week. I, like, didn't understand. And, I mean, I've got, like, nieces and nephews now. And they just, like, they're all sort of talking, like, what are we going to do for book week? What I'm going to dress up as this. And they go to, like, go all out for all this, these costumes yeah. and stuff. Well, a lot it's of crazy. the cheapest chips places and stuff like that, they stock up mm-hmm. on costumes around that time. It's, like, a big thing. They advertise them, get your book week costumes here and that. So, to them, it's like, you know, they're, they're whole, you know, they're, they're like a really important kind of whole thing to them mm. and um it's just it's crazy to think about that and then when you think about it though how many kids are in a school and every kid has to dress up yeah so i'm like yeah that's that's a money maker that's a yeah. spinning of money and it just sort of works out that it's coming i i don't know when book week was before but we're it, very close to halloween august now. okay so now it's perfect timing because like you've got halloween straight after you can recycle your book week costume and exactly treating. all right Continue. Uh, screenplay done by Wes Craven, Chuck Russell, Bruce Wagner, and Frank Darabont. It's a lot of people to work on a script, eh? Well, I think originally... Are they doctors, some of them? Like, no. So, I think originally Wes Craven and Frank Darabont... I'm probably wrong. Two of them had an original script, and then Wes Craven couldn't continue. He was off doing something else. I couldn't remember the name of the film right now, but it'll come back to me. And then Chuck Russell came on with possibly Bruce Wagner and then they redid it and changed it up. Yeah, um, right. So that's why. Uh, it stars Robert England, of course, reprising his role as Freddy Krueger. Heather Langenkamp uh, reprising her role as Nancy. And then we've got Patricia Arquette in her film debut. Yeah, so which is weird because she does that other thing that's about sleep, doesn't she? Does she? There's a TV show or something, The Sleepy Murders. I don't know what it's called. But it's another thing about like sleep. Something. Oh. Is the thing she's famous for at the moment, which is weird. I when I looked into that on the yeah. And know. Heather, um, Nancy's character wasn't in the second film. No. But, so this is her returning as like yeah. You know, she's basically the um 
she's the little lady from Poltergeist coming in to help everyone out, the expert yeah. in this, yeah. which is great. Um, because you're saying that, oh, well, you've got up here, like, the screenplay's done by so many people. And you've got mm. here in your notes that it was originally you wanted to do, like, what have we got in here? The original premise of the film? And um, maybe that's what they changed, kind of thing? So, it's your second note in fun facts. Yeah, so the original premise of the film involved Freddy invading the real world and ha- haunting the actors and crew responsible for A Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, this idea was rejected by the studio, though Wes Craven later used it for Wes Craven's new nightmare. How crazy is that? That idea was that early. It, it was going to be in the piece of like of Nightmare on Elm Street. But, yeah. He probably thought that was going to be the last one. Like it was going to be a trilogy or something like well, that. Well, this film was meant to be the last one, and then it wasn't. So it's well, very interesting. It's like I've I started watching a documentary about the history of a Nightmare on Elm Street, and it's about three and a half hours long. Yeah. Um. So. They sort of go through all these films one by one. Very interesting to watch. Yeah, that's sick. So let's start pulling this. Let's start pulling this chicken apart. Ooh. So it opens with a quote as usual. Yep. Black screen. Yep. Red writing. Mm-hmm. I liked this quote. I thought this was a really good one. So it's sleep. Those little slices of death. How I loathe them by Edgar Allan Poe. And I sat there and I paused it and I looked at it and I was like, What does that mean? And then I thought, oh, yeah, so he's just saying sleep is just basically little tiny versions of death. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know why he doesn't like him, but I love sleeping. Oh, sleeping is the best. But that's that set up kind of thing. Okay, we get, yeah. And then it opens to um, close-ups of someone making paper mache. Yeah, papier mache. Papier. Um, I was really into that. I was yeah. like, cool, this is this is style. This isn't just an opening of a dream sequence. like. No, well, this is the only film in the franchise that doesn't open with a nightmare sequence. Yeah, and so I was waiting. I was like, oh, it's yeah. clearly going to be a nightmare. And then because I, I got two bits confused because there's a bit where they actually come back to that scene like, mm, later yeah. on. Yep. And you, you see this paper mache, like real close up, really nice shots of paper mache getting made, water in jars, uh, uh, newspaper clippings getting put Could in the goop. You... Yeah, mushed onto a thing, and then we it kind of zooms. Does it show it like at the start? It zooms out to show that it's like. It's the old. It's not Old Street house. It's, yeah, the original house, all dilapidated and boarded up. And we get introduced to Kristen, who is making this house, who's listening to some sick eighties. She's gym. listening to Duckin. And she's uh, eat, she's trying to stay up. She's eating she's bloody just uh, what spoonfuls it? of coffee greens. Yeah, it was like Macona roast or whatever. <laughs> like, just imagine eating. Coffee, like freeze-dried coffee on a spoon. No. It wouldn't even make you stay asleep. I reckon your body would just shut down. Number yeah. one, it would probably make you sick. But she's also drinking Diet Coke. Like, put some sugar in that, bitch. Just well, start drinking the sugar, the caffeine. you got to go, just go balls out, like, she, Yeah, like, drinking Coke and eating coffee, like, freeze-dried, like, instant coffee. Like, and, I, and I looked at it, and I actually think it was Milo, hey. When Probably. I looked at the grains, they weren't that proper grainness that yeah. you, are you, are you used to. And I'm like, that's Milo. <laughs> and that was her problem, too much malt. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah, we're introduced to Kristen, a new character. Who is this character? No one knows. No. Um, anyway, her mum comes in. Turns off the music. She's like, why are you playing this music so loud? You'll wake up the whole neighbourhood. Yeah, we get introduced to a mum who's obviously a single mum who gets around town. She's uh, She's been out. She's a cougar. She's, yeah. Ooh. yeah. She's a cougar out there. Um, yeah, she must bring home she's some men. stalking some prey. Oh, shit. And they, they, they allude to that she brings home men like, yep. like a bit, which is a bit unfair because like, even if you are, no matter how old you are, you want to have... You want to find someone to be with. Well, it's like, true, but also it's really hard when you've got 
a, a young daughter. teenager in your house and you're bringing home strange random people. Yeah, might want to. Yeah. Anyhow, they go into that. Anyhow, Kristen goes to sleep um, and in her bed and she wakes up and suddenly she, her bed is in a different house. No. It's in Freddie's. It's not Freddie's house. It's like, No, it's in, it's in Nancy's old. It's in the Elm Street house. The Elm Street house. The original um, OG one that was always yeah. pictured. So it's out the front of the house. She wakes up. She's like, oh. She kind of like looks over the, the bed head and sees the house. Yeah, she says her bed's on the street. Yeah. Which is cool. And Which then, is, is a common dream kind of thing that you. I, I often had dreams that I my bed would I'd wake up I'd be somewhere that I'm like oh my god I'm in my bed I'm at school and oh. I've got just my jocks on. <laughs> oh god. And shit like that. No. Um, but then we get introduced to the, the ultimate the Freddy rhyme. Yes. The, well, right, you got some kids skipping. Yeah, the or the, like these group of kids skipping in the front yard. Um, a little girl on the tricycle on the front porch having a little. Doing little doughies. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> cruising Friday night. See. And we get the kids doing the one, two, Freddy's coming for you. And that rhyme is great. Like it is. I've always loved that. And it's been a I I can't remember where where is that in the first two? It is in the first first two, yeah, definitely. So yeah, and I think we're through all of them. Yeah. Like that's the Freddy rhyme. Three, four, better lock the door. Five, six, get crucifix, seven, yep. eight, eight, better stay up late, nine, ten, never sleep again. Yeah. Um because you're dead. Yeah. Or is it that it's saying don't sleep? No, you'll never sleep again. The idea of Freddy is such a good idea. Like the idea that he exists in your dreams, right? Mm. So theoretically, if you dream about Freddy, it's as real as it is basically in the film. Yeah. Because he only exists in dreams. So if he's in your dreams, that's real. I always thought that as a kid. Like, well, if he only exists in dreams and I dream about him, I've actually created him. Yeah. Um, which I love. I love that idea. Like, but, I mean, you don't die in your dreams, but if he's in it, he's in it. <laughs> it's where he is. It's true. Um, but like Freddy Krueger, it's it's good to sort of note that he is not like so. Michael Myers and Jason, they are streamlined, ge- generic trademark figures. They've always got the same costume on. I mean, don't get me wrong, Freddy does too. But Freddy is the only one who is identified. By a specific actor. So Robert England has always played Freddy Krueger, except for that one time that that guy played and we won't acknowledge that. Oh, Rorschach. Um, yeah, that God. was rubbish. Um, so he's he's got his own shtick to it. So he's, you know, the surrealist dream manipulation, the one-liners, the the, the movements he has with his uh, claw hand. He poses. He's a monster with personality. And this is why he has survived so long in the the genre the ether, and the, yeah. the franchise because he he's he's this character, um, and I every time like I'm always excited to see Freddy come back. So am I. It's like, weird. Always, and I mean, I don't get me wrong. I lo- I love the Jason. I like the Michael, but there's just something about Freddy Krueger. This one as well is like the best version of Freddy I thought because it's the one that is coming out of him being like a kind of like creepy in the shadows Freddy mm. and 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 then at the end of it, and then on the other like swing of the pendulum you've got the the you know the out there ridiculous wisecracking Freddy mm. which he went on to just be that but in this one there's a lot of him being quite subtle at first so the first half of the film he's in the dreams are there and that but he, he's not revealed as much and he doesn't talk for ages in this film yeah like he's in the dreams and stuff and then like I think you know like his first line apart from like you or is like 
welcome to prime time, bitch. And so... I think that's his first full-on line in the, the film. The majority of all the one-liners in this film were all ad-libbed by um, Robert England. <sighs> so, so he created Freddie. So he... I was watching this documentary yesterday and he's talking, he's like, the more I play him, the more I sort of like, I know him better than anyone else. So the, what originally this line could have been like, welcome to like, now you're on the prime time TV now becomes, well, that doesn't work for Freddie. So let's try this. And so all of these lines, all of these famous quotes that we have are all ad-libbed from him. They're Mm. not created by anyone else, but him. Yeah. And, that's that's great. So he is, yeah. So as soon and I think that was the problem with that new Mark Nelson Street remake. As soon as it wasn't Robert Englund, no one gave it anything. No. And well, he didn't give it any. He's always and he's quite a short actor. Where Freddie's yeah. always overtowering over people. Yeah. Have you noticed? Like yeah. he's always like quite tall and Freddy's big. Little. He's what? like you could just see him in the. Like if you were to see a, just a guy of his height, like you wouldn't really Ooh. think anything of it. Anyhow, we see the little girl on the bike cruising around at the front. Um, and then she goes into the house and she's yeah. like, little girl, don't go in there. It's unsafe. I don't know how she knows it's unsafe. So she grabs the little girl. Does she pick her, pick her up there? No, no, she doesn't pick her up yet. So she goes into the house. Little girl's not there. She's like, what the fuck's oh, happening? She goes up the, the tar floor. The tar floor? Isn't it? The, no, that's tended. the first film. Um, so she's walking around. She sort of goes into the living room. There's like this pig on the oh, table. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the piggy wiggy. This pig on the table and it starts like... Cooked pig. Yeah. It's like on a platter. Yeah. You know, famous people would eat Ro- that. Roast pork. And uh, it starts moving and, and it goes, <laughs> at her and she like freaks out. Runs just off. runs away. Pig doesn't follow. Pig um, just goes, cool. That's right. He just continues being a pig. And then she hears a little girl again, which then leads her to go down into the basement where she then sees the little girl. Um, so she goes downstairs and she's like, well, this is where he, t- he takes us. Yeah, that's and the, uh, now we're in. Is it the basement or the boiler room? So they're they're basically in the basement, which is the boiler room. Yeah. So this furnace bursts on, and she's like, "Oh fuck, where the hell am I?" Did you notice in this film? Like, we know about the boiler room. Yeah. They never mention it in this film, but it's in it heaps, which mm-hmm. I kind of like. So it relies on you knowing the law of Freddy. Yes. They mention he's a child murderer. They don't say he takes him down to the boiler room and murders him. They have mentioned that in other films, but in this one, they don't. Mm. And at the end, you go to the, the spike. Remember, they spiral down into the boiler room. They don't yep. say, they just say it's his domain. And I'm like, yeah. cool, I what, know that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, we know what's going on. But what, what I don't necessarily... So his law, he was originally a child murderer, and then it's slow, slowly over time he's now a child molester. And I'm like, oh, no, he's only a molester in that new film. Is he? Yeah, he doesn't. I don't think he molesters kids in this whole franchise. He, he's he's a child a killer, they call yeah, him. Because that's like he killed the kids as... of Elm Street. He killed them because um, they killed him. Yeah. But before that, he was always labelled as child murderer and child yeah, well, killer, that's, that's which the is thing. fine because we romanticised murder to the wazoo. Yeah, it's fine to kill kids, just don't fuck them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is very, very true. Um, so now we've got this chase sequence happening. So Freddie, no, yeah, he picks. She picks a girl. Yeah, up. she's she's got this little girl. She's like running, and you know, Freddie's chasing her. And um, but this is weird because this is like the, the introduction of Freddie being lurking in the shadows. Yes, like enticing fear into it. And I thought this was a really weird first appearance of Freddie. Because you see, this is a bit, anyway, she's running and she gets stuck in the tar, mm. in the floor. Mm. Like the floor turns to like goo. That's what I meant before. Like, yep. So she's running, she's, she's holding this little girl. She's stuck 
um, in this tar, and you see Freddie running up from behind her. First appearance of him. He's out of focus. Yep. And you just see him running up and go to slash at her, and she kind of just gets out of the tar. There's no explosion. But I thought that was a really weird, a really strange opening to show Freddie for the first time. Mm. A blurred, out of focus running shot of him behind her. Like I thought it, yeah. they would have done a more of a a big opening, him appearing in front of her or something, but that was just him running from behind. It was yeah. really strange. I was it's, like, oh, I don't remember this. Yeah. No, I did that, you're not wrong there, actually. It's it's very interesting. Um, so then she ends up in this room. Of, like, hung people? With So I'm guessing it's all the victims. All his previous victims, they're all hung from the ceiling. Um, so that's obviously where he takes them and hangs them up after he's killed. I don't know. And, um, or it was just like he just created a room of, to, of pure terror. Yeah. So it was basically, it was like, you know, 30 people in a room hung. And I actually thought that was full on. I was like, oh, Jesus. Like, and I'm like, it's a lot of bodies. Yeah, I don't remember it being this full on. And then he, she looks down at the little girl, and, and the little girl's like, stop it, you're hurting me. She looks down at the bloody corpse of a little corpse. girl she's yes, holding. It's like this skeleton, which was really cool because it was actually meant to be a corpse, and people did not like it. So they had to. Chuck that out and just put a little skeleton. Well, still, it was like a decomposing child. Yeah, it was really good. I still thought it worked. It worked for me. And then we get her get so she gets so scared. <gasps> she wakes up. She wakes up in bed. Oh my god, that was fucked. Mm-hmm. Trick. Tricks <laughs> <laughs> on you. Chat, you're still in the nightmare. Yep. So she goes into the bathroom, splash a little bit of water on her face, and uh, the sink, the tap. No, it's first the mirror. So uh, she looks in the Freddy mirror there. and it's Freddie's reflection in the yeah. mirror going, ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> so once him. again, he said nothing at this point. Yeah. Like he's just laughed and barred and stuff like that. <laughs> and then, yeah, the taps, the, the, those old school taps that you say have the four prongs coming out that you yep. grab and turn. They kind of turn Latch into fingers. They, uh, they grab her. They come out. They're like skeleton arms, but they're made of like copper piping. And I thought that mm-hmm. was wicked. Mm-hmm. Like, they're grabbing her and one of the hands, the knives come out of it, like Freddie's finger knives, and obviously they slash at her. Yeah. Cuts to her being awake and the mum coming into the bed, into the bathroom, and she's sitting there holding a razor and she slit her own wrists. And yep. I was like, oh, oof. Savage. Like, yeah, now we need a re- reason to go to a mental hospital. Right. And very, like, the, the mental hospitals of those days were very real kind of things they were weren't like a proper mental institution they were just institutions where you could send your kids if they were like yeah. just a bit too much so this is yeah so this is now the main setting of the rest of the film is yeah. in this like um i, I call it institution yeah institutionalized as uh, yeah. as a you know suicidal tendencies put it um the band so yeah and so this uh and then all of a sudden so you got this doctor walking down a hall Basically introducing every character. So uh, let's just stop right there. Yeah. And it's a very, very young Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden. <laughs> no, 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 no. First it was the doctor and then Lauren and then I'm like, I was watching it with my wife and I'm like, is that Morpheus? <laughs> like, he's very young, very tall and very svelte. He was heaps. He's fucking buff. Yeah. He was, he was a wiry, a wiry Morpheus. What happened, Morpheus? As soon as you get in the Matrix, you eat too many cakes. <laughs> Gets lazy sitting in that pod tube or like, you know, in that pod matrix thing. Yeah. Nothing. Maybe they actually overfed him in the matrix pod and actually just siphoned cakes into it. Oh, I would have just been like, I'm going to cake world now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, but then we get, so the main doctor, which I've just put in my notes as doctor. I can't remember his name the whole way through. I don't even know if they gave him a name. He does. 
It's his first name's Neil. I can't remember his last. Let's name. just call him Doctor. Doctor. The Doctor. So the Doctor, yeah, who looks like, um, uh, you know, the guy from Mad About You. Yes. Yes, we were having this. I'm like, he looks like someone. And now I can't remember who he looks like. So it's Schaefer? Paul, no, not Paul Schaefer. Uh, not Paul Schaefer. Right, right. No, yeah, any, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyhow, he's a man with short hair. He's a man. He looks like the. Uh, he looks like a man. Hmm. He is just a normal man. He does. He is a caring man. He cares about the kids. He walks down this hall. You get introduced to basically every character. We're introduced to like... Uh, we, we meet Taryn first. Taryn? Uh, Yep. Yep, the punk girl. Yep, who's wearing a Dokken t-shirt. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Then we get introduced to like, the blonde girl, <laughs> Renee Wellze- Wellzegger. <laughs> we'll just call her that. Like, Renee Wellzegger. Yep. Uh, she's she's talking about uh, her cigarette burns. So this, is, so this so at the moment we've just got a girl in there who is just moody. Mm-hmm. Then we have a girl that is in uh, institutionalised for burning herself with cigarettes. Next we're introduced to a kid who is in there... For sleepwalking, mm-hmm. and I, I, and the thing, I'm like, okay, so none of these, and I've written in my notes, none of these kids institutionalized actually seem bad compared to millennials these days. Right. It was like if none of these kids had real problems that yeah. are institutionalized in this film, they're just being given up on by the parents, yeah. making like it look like the parents have just like put these kids institutionalized. They don't understand what's going on, so instead of helping them, they've just shut them away. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, that's. Like, I think the what like... I wonder how much of that happened. Taryn's character was, like, a drug addict, so she's obviously in there detoxing. Yeah. But then the other kid... Like, I can't even remember why Kincaid's in there. He's just too too wily. So, Kincaid, um, yeah, he's a big dude who's just, like, snapping at everyone. And yeah. the only reason he, I could find out he was... I could work out he was in there. I got really interested to know why these kids were in there yeah. to see what in the uh, the 80s they considered enough to be put someone away for. Yeah, right. And one of them was just he he sleptwalked. Sleptwalk? Sleepwalked. Sleepwalked. That was all he did. And I'm like, that's not worth institutionalizing someone no. for. One of them was a kid who committed suicide, tried to... And then disabled himself into a wheelchair, and I'm like, so you put him away? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, clearly these are problems. If a kid commits suicide, there is something wrong in their life, which isn't probably usually, especially in that time when there isn't social media yeah. and there isn't any of that that pressure. Yeah. Like, so there's clearly something wrong, and they're just not finding it. And I, that made me really interested. I was like, oh god. Yeah, well, because it, it sort of shows that a lot of these institutions back in those days. They weren't actually there for anything other than just somewhere to put your kids. Yeah. Don't want to deal with them. So. So we're introducing now suddenly to Kristen going crazy. Oh, she, She's been put in there. Oh. She doesn't want to go to sleep because they were like, they're they're gonna like s- we're going to sedate her. She tried to kill herself. Yeah. And, so they're, they're, and then she doesn't want to go to sleep. She's she like going crazy. She's attacking a bloody Morpheus with a scalpel. Yeah. She kicks the guy square in the balls. Kicks the guy square in the balls. Ball, ball nuts him. Yeah. And then we all know that's worth an institutionalization. <laughs> that's worth a sedating. <laughs> That'll be a paddling. But we get introduced to Nancy. Yes. She she comes in and fucking mic drops that she shit. Yeah, fucking this point, like, both. Because Liz and I watched it together. And as soon as Nancy rocked up, it was just a unanimous, like, yay! As I said, she is the safe point. Yeah. Like, she is the, um the what's her name from Poltergeist? Uh, the little lady. Ten, She's ten, the ten, expert. Tangina. Yeah. She's the expert. The safety expert, the yeah. thing that makes you always relax. There's someone that knows what's going on. She has this awesome grey streak in yeah. her hair from obviously the trauma of the first <laughs> film. And I was like, this is wicked. Yeah. She comes in, diffuses the situation by um, uh, reciting the Freddie poem. Yeah. And then 
like, because the girl is with the scalpel going, one, two, Freddy's coming for you, as a way yeah. to, like, settle herself. I don't know why she's saying it. But, yeah, and then Nancy comes in and finishes the poem. <gasps> Everyone's amazed. Who is this hot new like, doctor? Because they mentioned about this, like, young, up-and-coming, like. like, trailblazing doctor. Yeah, 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 a sleep expert coming out. I've got a friend who actually is that as her Ooh. job. Like, she is a, um, I don't know what the technical name is, but, like, she studies sleep uh, and stuff like that, the sleep tests and all that. She's got a PhD in it. And she's told me heaps of things through the the, like, the years of how to get good sleep. And so, you know, everything she says is good. Oh. Might relay some of that information to you later. Yeah, please do. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, introduce to Nancy. Yeah. She comes in. She saves the day. She drops her mic. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Um, the other thing is, though, if... Kids these days were saying a rhyme. We wouldn't institutionalize them. No, I we just, would just go. Is that a meme? Uh, yeah, I'd when, like just get off TikTok. Yeah, whenever there's some a young person doing something I don't understand, I just assume it is a pointless meme. <laughs> yeah. And the idea of this kids going one, two, Freddy's coming for you isn't going to go. Oh my gosh, institutionalize. What's going on? How did you save the day with a rhyme? Like <laughs> <laughs> she dropped some sick beats. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, then we're introduced to Joey. Yep. So I cut, that, that's all sorted out. And so Joey is a kid who's institutionalized. The only thing I can see is that he doesn't talk. Yes. He's had, he's experienced some trauma. And he doesn't talk. And he doesn't talk. Put him in the institution. But he likes the ladies. Don't rehabilitate him. Just lock him away. All right. Um, yeah. So he's obviously, he's got a crush on a, a nurse orderly who doesn't have a name or is hardly in the film at all. And the only thing she has is boobs. Oh yeah. Uh, did you notice in that scene, right, so the, we're first introduced to Joey, right, the nurse drops some uh, towels on the ground, he comes up and helps her and goes, oh, thanks, Joey. He longingly looks at her. She walks off, he looks at her bum. In that shot, he turns to the car, he turns and looks, and we see a side shot. He has a tear tattooed on the side of his face, like prison style. Yeah. And he doesn't have it for the rest of the film. No. And I'm I, like, I don't I feel that it. he might have just drawn it on saying he's like, he's not in a good mood that day. Maybe he draws things on his face to, to sort it of. It was weird. It's never mood. referenced. It's not shown much, but yeah. I just noticed it. My is that a is that a prison tat? Because you know people draw those yeah. tears. I, I don't well, know what it represents. I think they're for every person they've murdered or something. Yeah, mate. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not into prison culture, so I don't know. Could yeah, I, the amount of times I've been <laughs> to prison. Yeah. Oh hell. Um, I've never been arrested. <laughs> uh, I know. Yeah, such a such a badass. Oof. Yeah, I, I was just I. And it never came up again. It wasn't on there after those scenes. I was confused. Yeah. No, it was, it was, it was definitely an interesting kind, kind of like, okay, what does that mean? But sure, let's. Mm. Then we cut to another scene with the Doctor and Nancy hanging out. and Having a chat. Yeah, there's chatting about like you know, getting to know each other, chatting about the kids, chatting about what she could, what, you know, what kind of stuff. How did she know how to do what she did? Well, this is the thing because he's already expressed like, I don't want some big shot coming in here, taking over my kids and telling me what to do. And then, of course, he's like, how did you do that? That is amazing. You're amazing. Yeah. Stroke the ego. And then he, she starts talking about, like, this controlled... Because what we haven't quite come to realise yet is all of the kids are have the shared um, Freddy experience. Within this mental institution, yeah. Yeah, so they... Because that's why they're worried, because the kids aren't sleeping. They're yeah, all so all up. of these kids who did not live anywhere near each other, never knew each other before coming in, have all got this shared um, delusion. No, they all lived in Elm Street. 
Yeah, they're the last just, of the Elm Street kids. Well, they kids. are the last of the Elm Street kids, but they were saying that they they never knew each other before coming in and they never lived. So I'm guessing like they've, they've moved away at this point. I think maybe they're the last of the Springfield kids. Maybe, maybe they just lived in the same town. Yeah. Because they're in Springfield, aren't they? In yeah. this In this thing. So maybe it says, yeah, right. maybe Springfield's bigger than we think. Quite possibly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But yeah, so then... Springwood. Springwood, yes. Wood. Yeah, not, not the Simpsons. Yeah, it's very exciting because there's a Springwood... Uh, opening up down in my area and I'm like, I'm going to live in Springwood. And there might be an, imagine there's an Elm Street. We should look that up. I will like pay, I will put myself in financial crippling debt to live on Elm Street in Springwood. I, I, um, I stole the Elm Street sign from my area that I was growing up and had it in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. Why not? Why not indeed? I wish I still had that. That would look great in my studio. It would look fantastic in here. Um, and then, of course, like at one point, so they can they continue to sort of discuss the kids, and he kind of shuts off. He doesn't really want to have any of it, and she drops her bag, and out rolls Hypnoseal. Hypnoseal. The highly experimental nightmare depressant. And I'm like, yes. what? <laughs> <laughs> so then we cut to Kristen. She's in bed at the institution. Mm. Is she awake? Is she in a dream? Who knows? <laughs> Nobody knows anymore. Well, I don't know. The tricycle that comes wheeling in on its own. Yeah, so a tricycle with, comes with in. With a blood trail. Yeah, I thought that looked really good because you couldn't see the blood on the wheels. So it yeah. looked like it was very, very cool. So each wheel is just leaving this red line. And then it melts. And that looks great. And I have no idea how they did it. Uh, no, I think it would have been like a wax cast or something. And they just melted it. Yeah. But like, it seemed like the wheels and, I mean, a sound effects to a lot of yeah. Good work with that. So just hearing that kind of metal melting sound might have just been enough to trick my mind into thinking I was watching metal. But it looked like it melted in a way that didn't look like wax. Like it wasn't yeah. drippy or anything. No. Mate, it was weird. Oh, it was cool. It I didn't know cool. how they did it. So the little metal tricycle just decides to melt on mm -hmm. the floor. Like Fantastic. And I was like, sick. And then so Kristen bails out. Yep. And then she suddenly... Guess where she is? Back in the old Freddy house. Ooh. Look how she keeps dreaming about. And we're introduced to one of the best effects ever in any horror movie. Is the I call it the Freddy worm. What do you call it? it it's meant to be the I call it the Freddy worm, um, or the poop snake, the poop worm. Oh. Um, but it's very interesting enough about the. Sorry, sorry. The Freddy let, Worm. Let me digress. Um, so she ends up in a room and the carpet starts to shake and the walls start to crack and everything like that. Yeah, like there's something under it big cruising around. Yeah, so she gets like knocked over and then all of a sudden out of this wall comes this Freddy snake. No, no, it comes out from under it, does it? No, it, it doesn't. It comes, come, wait, does it? Oh, here we go. Yeah, it, it, it came out, it comes out from under it and she's in its mouth. And then it slams down onto the ground. And it would have hurt. I don't know if it was hurt or a stump, but that would like slam down. Mm -hmm. And then it starts to like snake eat her slowly, eat like engulf, yes. like, you know, bit by bit. That's right. And it looks amazing. Like it, oh man, did it look good. Yes. So they unintentionally made it look really phallic. Yeah. Oh, really? So, but they only had like an hour to shoot the scene. So they didn't have time to like repaint it because at this point it was like the Freddy Krueger color. So it had a pinkish hue to it. So this is like a big wang. So it's basically, it looks like a giant dick. And because Freddy's just got a big bald head at the end. So it's like yeah. a big, big helmet um, at the end. The concept art, they were like, well, the concept art looked amazing. It just didn't translate. So basically, because they didn't have the time to paint it, they just covered it in like green goo. I thought it looked great. And as we know, goo makes everything so much better. Yeah. 
wet, but it should look shiny and wet and it makes it look realistic. So it might have actually, that, just that decision might have added into why that scene looks so good. Yeah. No, it, it, I think it worked perfectly for it. I'm very interested to see what it would have looked like if it was still a penis-like yeah. thing. Yeah. And then you know, we cut to Nancy, who's in the real world, just mm-hmm. cru- having it hanging out. Having a nap. Having a nap in her chair. She wakes up and she's like, and then Kristen calls her name. Which makes her faint, and she does the old fall into the chair routine. Great scene, great scene. She smashes into the dream. I so say Kristen has pulled Nancy into her dream. Mm-hmm. She sees Kristen getting eaten by a big old snake. She goes up and stabs it in the eye with a bit yes. of broken mirror or something. Mm-hmm. And this looked great. The snake, like the Freddy snake, lurched up a worm and and kind of vomited her out. Yeah. And that looked awesome, so eh? Um you know, actually looked like, and every bit that was inside of him yeah. was like all gross and gooey, and like, <laughs> and then it looks at the snake with its hurt eye, looks at Buddy Nancy, and just goes, "You," <laughs> um, which I thought was one of the raddest moments, like so acknowledging good. he remembers who you are. Yep. Like, I can't remember how she gets away in the first film. Like, how did, why did she not get killed? Well, she, she basically, she's just like, fuck you. I, I'm not afraid of you anymore. I'm not going to give you any of my energy. Oh, okay. And then he's just like, oh, yeah, I'll show you. And then, yeah, he disappears. Because, like, she meant, doesn't she mention in this one later that he seems stronger? Yeah. He's got more power. Yeah. Oh, and that's right. That's when he shows off his Because he's chest. got the souls. Yeah. Um, what we sort of neglected to mention is that Nancy goes to Kristen's house to collect her things from her mother. Oh, yeah. And at that point, she's noticed that Kristen's made the the Elm Street house out of the papier-mâché yeah. and takes it with her. So this, while she's... Because this, this, um, this little house that's been made is like a little portal to Freddy. So I feel that if Nancy didn't have it in her office at the time, it might not have happened. What the pull, like that she might not be able to pull into a dream. Yeah. No, but she said that she could do it with her grandmother when she was younger. That's no, her true. dad. That, yeah, her dad. All right, but she hadn't done it for a long time. So, yeah. no, she has a. She, has she does like, have the power. She has a dream power. But yeah, so this this house uh, does sort of act as like a little portal. So yeah, that's where like the Freddy a, world is. A central hub. Yeah. <laughs> for Freddy. It's, he's the IT hub. Yeah. Um, this is, so, this is why, you know, Nancy's even more involved. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, Nancy gets pulled in. Um, Freddie realises Nancy's there. I really love that moment. I mm. love the moment of him, like, ref, like you know, realising that she's there and how, mm. like, you. And then they kind of run away and Nancy's like, get us out of here. And she kind of, like, dream thinks them out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and they both wake up. Yeah. Um, then, then the next scene, she's like, she's like, uh, doesn't she? Is that the one she comes in and goes, like, this is my house? Yeah. yeah. Then she comes in in the real life the next day and yeah. has a meeting with Kristen and goes like, why do you have a model of this house? She goes, that's just the house I dream about. She goes, like, this is my house. my house. That's the house I grew up in. Yeah. And so you're like, yeah. oh, it's getting spooky. No, I really like that, um, yeah, that thing. Um, then we get a group scene, as in yep. group therapy. Uh, we're introduced to some new characters. We're introduced to, I don't know what his name is. I called him Wheelchair D&D Kid. <laughs> I'm sure he had a name. I, I think his name was Will. Let's call him Will. Yeah. So Will in the wheelchair, he, he, you know, and they're like, you know, they're talking about why they're there or they're there. We introduce yeah. a bit more to King K. We, we get a really good sort of insight into the doctors and how the doctors are meant to be helping these kids. Yeah, which no, none which of them at any stage They're are. not. They're not helping them. They're basically just like, um, no, you're wrong. 
just once you realise that you're wrong, you can stop being wrong. Yeah, they're basically giving the worst advice. But this yeah. is, these are these are movie doctors. Well, this, this is true. This is what people think people doctor how how you treat kids. Hey, I'm just, look. I'm gonna say this is how doctors are. Oh, okay, you're right. Like I went to the doctor the other day, and she's just like, "It's because you're fat," <laughs> and there was no follow up advice to that. No, let me get a referral to this or this. Just stop being fat, and it'll solve all your problems. Yeah. Okay. But you went there for a, a sore ankle because, like, you can't exercise because you got a sore ankle, and you're like, "How am I supposed to exercise?" Yeah. And there's just like no, no response. Yeah, just yeah. So this is these are the doctors that are working in this institution. Yeah. Anyhow, we got this group scene, which is basically just an excuse to introduce a couple more of the characters and give yep. a bit more depth about them. Um, telling it, you know, like one of the girls wants to be like. The girl burns herself with cigarettes, wants to go and be a Hollywood TV star or yep. movie star. Once she gets out, yeah. One of them's a punk, which is a junkie, or was a junkie and kind of get off. One of them's a sleepwalker. <laughs> One of them's just uh, uh, angry, yeah. which is Kincaid. Um, I like Kincaid. Yeah, so do I. Uh, one of them's a kid in a wheelchair who committed suicide, as we said before, and now he's in a wheelchair, so you clearly keep him in an institution. Yeah. Don't help him. But they were all arguing as well because he's like, I didn't do it. He's like, oh, but you, you know, you jumped off the thing. He's like, but I didn't do it. So, which indicates that Freddie did it. He survived. Yeah, yeah. So, they're all kind of being troubled by Freddie, but they're not really, they're not um, letting out that information to the therapist because yeah. they, they let it out to themselves, but they don't say to this. So, they're kind of keeping it away because it is a ridiculous notion that they're all yeah. dreaming about the same person. Um, then it cuts to them actually playing D&D for a while. This, like, so the D&D kid, the junkie girl, um, I can't remember her name, and... Joey. What? Joey. And Joey are playing D&D. And this is the first experience I'd ever seen D&D in my life when I saw this. I was like, what are they doing? Yeah. And, yeah, and just, like, that whole thing of, like, like now, now your horse is stuck in the bog. What do you do? And <laughs> I was like, I want to play this game. And I've, I n- I've never until recently had access to people who play D&D. Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of just started... Um, but yeah, but yeah, uh, and I have real strong memories of that scene and like, cause there was, n- I never had D and D. I never no. knew about it until that time. And yeah. yeah. So I've got, I like that scene. Yeah. There's not really much reason in it to like, and then it just cuts to them having to go to bed and it shows that the, they take shifts in like watching You've each got other. you first watch kind of thing. Yeah. So they don't yeah. like, so and if they see like their mate, you know, looking like they're getting fucked over, they wake them up and pull them out of the dream. Yeah. Which I didn't think worked, but fine. <laughs> didn't work in The Simpsons, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we cut to Nancy. We're having – Nancy and Dr. Neil are having a chat and they're having a bit of a catch-up. Um, so we sort of find out that, you know, Nancy's mum is dead and Freddie killed her and she doesn't talk to her dad. Yeah, da- yeah. And she she fronts the idea of maybe giving the kids hypnoseal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, no. Goes down like a fart in a spacesuit. Yeah, like why would you ever do that? So that, that that's kind of that scene just to show that he's like, she's kind of put the out in the case. Doesn't she, isn't that the, is this where she tells him the whole story? Yeah, she, she kind of lays it out for like, him. As in like saying about Freddie and like, and this has all happened to me? Or is that later on? No, I think that's, that's pretty much it. Like she, it's at that point that she's talking about it. Um, yeah, no, no, no. That, yeah. That's the point. All right, and then it cuts to, I think, what? Yeah. Yeah, it cuts to the scene, uh, one of the uh, great scenes of the puppet. Yes. So the puppet 
There's a which has no explanation of why there's a puppet there. You just assume the sleepwalker kid. Well, he makes puppets. Did it show that earlier? Yeah. When, oh, they, okay. when we're first introduced to him, he's, he's like... He's at a desk doing something. Because she's, she's saying, oh, and he's like, well, they're, they're actually meant to be made out of wood. Yep, that's right. But yep. they won't let me have like a, a knife or a blade I don't or think anything. I'll kill myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he is just in there for sleepwalking. Yeah. <laughs> so he's bored. He makes puppets. Anyhow, the little, little shoots. There's a puppet on the wall. It cuts to its head and it clay animations into a Freddy face, which I think looks wicked. It's great. And it was all done in reverse as well. So they made the, they made the, the super detailed one and then plainer and plainer as, and then they just ran it backwards, oh, cool. which I thought was really well done. Yeah. Like the little puppet gets little Freddy claws. It cuts its strings and it lands yeah. on the ground. It's all animated, like stop motion so animated. Cool. It looks wicked. And there's no, there's not much reason for it either. But I did think, though, why did he do that? Why not? Because the kid was asleep in the dream. Yeah. <laughs> so he didn't see it. What? Well, so it's cool for us. Look, you've got to enjoy the work you do. Yes, yeah, If true. you're not enjoying what you're doing for work, then you... That is basically Freddy's MO. He yeah. just really enjoys doing what he does and all yeah. the cool things he can do. Um, he Yeah, then he just kind of like, he grows big from small and um, the, the, the sleepwalker kid sees that. Mm-hmm. And he basically, what does he do? Oh my god, it's so good. So he basically, like Freddie, basically just slices him down his forearms, both forearms, and then down his legs, leading to his feet, and then pulls him up. So now the little boy. Yeah, like, like so veins come out, yeah, and they're like his veins come out and, and become the strings he's of a now puppet. The, the puppet, on and it string. looks it gross. Amazing, it, I love it. And so he's much. like. So he's sleepwalking. So people just think he's sleepwalking because when they see him, he's just walking. Yeah. Sleepwalking. But in the dream, he's getting pulled. He's... And it has this sound when it cuts to him. Like, actually, in the dream, you see the gore. Yeah. It's got this like... And it's like this throbbing pain well, that's, sound. Well, that's, that's kind of what it is because you imagine, hurt, like, you imagine hurting yourself in general, you get this throbbing pain. So, mm. of course, like this would be agonizing for the poor kid. You know, he's like cut up. He's now like all of his. It was very torturous. His tendons are now. I think my mum was there because my mum's always over helping me out with my baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was watching that and she's just like, that's horrible. <laughs> like, that's mm. gross. And like the feet look gross. Like, it looks uh, so deep so and like these big veins coming out. Yeah. And he's just getting pulled along by them by his wrists and his feet. Yeah. And he's like, oh, gross. Yum. Awesome. Anyway, I love it. Freddie takes favorite. him up to a clock tower. Everyone like sees him and goes like, "Stop! Don't commit suicide!" And then Freddie cuts the things and he falls oh, off down to his dome. So good. Well, they're like, "Joey, go get help!" Because he pulls the poor wheelchair kid out of the bed and like hangs him up to the to the yeah, window. Yeah, and he's like, just... "Look, look, look!" And he's like, "Go get help!" They... Boy, boy that can't talk, go get help. Go, go. Yeah, sure. But yeah, he, he makes noise and everyone comes. Yeah, everyone they comes. all see him commit suicide. Cut to the first of many funerals. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Um, yeah, basically, uh, oh, no, no, it wasn't a funeral. It was basically they go straight to a, another group session after suicide. Yeah. Shit hits the fan, everyone starts arguing. Kincaid starts going crazy because they say they're going to uh, administer sedation sedation every night to yeah. stop the so nightmares. The, the doors will be locked and they'll be sedated. Kincaid's like, oh, fucking shit, that's not happening. That. He gets, he gets soli- solitary. Um, yeah, then we kind of, there's, yeah, like, and I think Nancy, doesn't she say, you can't do that. They'll be defenseless against their dreams. And yeah. she goes, that's exactly what they need. Yeah. And then the doctor goes like, 
I'm going to subscribe to Hypnosil on a whim. He just does it like, you know, out of out of the blue because he's he's at his wit's end. He doesn't know what to do. His yeah. kids are committing suicide. At this point, I feel like he would have been taken out of the equation as a professional Yeah, person. he would have been too when close. They kid, would have removed Or him. when your kids cut, start committing suicide. Is this a sec? No, not yet. Um, yeah, right. And then so he says he's going to, you know, he's going to administer hypnosil. The other doctor, lady doctor, we haven't talked about much. She was like kind of the arrogant doctor who yeah. is. When you think about it, though, she is dealing against supernatural and she's a lady of science. So well, like, yeah. the thing. Like she just thinks that she's doing the best she she can. So she's she's a doctor doing her doctor job with all these troubled kids where she's probably had no training in having to deal with these troubled kids and all her past training for dealing with troubled kids is science-based, not supernatural-based. Mm. So she can't fathom that. She Her science brain can't do that. So. I can't do that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just where she is. Um, I mean, we're only like halfway through this film. This film's great. Um, um, so then we go to... That's all happening. So then we cut to... Um, Later that night. The, the TV girl? Yeah. What's her name? Renee Zellweger. Isn't that what I call her? Well, Zegger. Well, Zegger. So the, the, the Renee Zellweger lookalike, Well, Zegger. Yeah. Uh, she's watching TV in the social room. Yeah. Um, Morpheus comes in and says, you have to shut off. She goes, no, let me watch it a little bit longer. Yeah. Anyhow, she falls asleep, basically. Right. We know that. And then yep. suddenly she's watching a TV show comes on, which yep. is so like. So Dick Cavett, the Dick Cavett show. So he yeah. was a big like talk show host uh, back in the day. And he's interviewing. Zsa Gabor. Gabor. And oh. again, like an interesting fact about this was when they brought Dick Cavett on, um, they asked like, who would you want to be interviewing? And he basically said, well, I think that Jaja Gabor is the most is the dumbest person I've ever met. I've never had her on my show. I would never want her on my show, but she is someone who I would like to see killed. <laughs> so they brought in Jaja Gabor to be interviewed for this like thirty second clip because Dick Cavett's like, yeah, I just want to see her die. That's amazing. I know. Yeah, so yeah, it cuts to like she's watching TV, this talk show, and then suddenly someone murdered. Like, yeah, the, the host turns into Freddie and yeah. murders. Jaja Gabor, yeah. um, who is a ridiculous lady. If you don't know who she is, look her up. <laughs> don't. She yes. is ridiculous. It's spelled Z Z S A Z S A. If you want to look it up, Zaza. Jaja Gabor. Um, and then it, it does it go to static or something? And she goes up to change the channel and yep. like two. Uh, like, what are they like? Um, hands? <laughs> arms burst out the side of the TV. Because this is a, a TV that is up on mounted the wall, on the like wall. mounted on the wall in a cage because it's in a, an institution. So you can't, you know, fuck with it. You know, you see them in all institution movies like, you know, mm. One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, uh, Umbrella Academy, stuff like that. Any kind of hospital, it's just on the wall. <laughs> yeah, but they're like it. in a metal kind of yeah. thing. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was, up. it was up. Yeah. Two arms burst out the side of it made of the electronical innards of a television that are like... Freddie's arms, mm-hmm. Freddie's head sl- um, kind of yeah, so it's grows out the top of the TV. It's got the antennas on top of it. <laughs> it looks amazing. It it's does. One, it it's, looks so good. It's one of those like, here's our next all-out scene. Like, so yeah. you've had like, you know, the um, you had first off you had the, the the Freddie worm, then you had like the gore of the puppetry, and now you've got the TV TV Freddie. He comes out. He grabs the girl. Lifts her up. So this puppet's lifting up this woman by her shoulders and brings yep. her up to him, him and just basically utters the first line of the film of Freddy, which isn't just you. He's like, welcome to prime time, bitch. 
and slammed her head into the television, well, killing it instantly. The greatest Freddy quotes of all time. Then we cut, well, I thought it was funny. Then it cuts to like uh, Morpheus runs in <laughs> and it just shows the shot of this girl with her head in a television, two feet off the ground. Yeah. And I'm like, how did they explain that? Yeah, there's no explaining that. How did you manage to do that? Yeah, there's like, no well, way. Go, oh, she committed suicide by somehow ramming her head through a television that was like but, two foot above her height. But not just that, but you remember those old TVs. Like we grew up with those old TVs. You couldn't do you it. You couldn't fucking do that. There is, you couldn't They're even so use thick, a that sledgehammer glass. to smash that. Yeah, like you can throw stuff against your TV and it will yeah, bounce off Yeah, let alone like a little, a little 14-year-old girl smashing her head through. But he also looks so disappointed. He's just like, oh, <sighs> fuck, I'm in trouble. Yeah, yeah, because oh, he lets her watch TV for longer than she should. Yeah. Um, I've lost where I am in my notes. So oh, then we, we cut to another group session. So we've got um, were they the surviving crew of kids and they're talking about like Nancy starts telling them. Now first we go to the funeral and we see the, the nun. The nun. So there's this nun at the funeral that talks to the doctor all the time. Yeah. Let's leave it at that. She just, just out. rocks up, gives some advice. Yeah. Disappears. Mm. It's easy. Then we go to a group session. Yeah. Um, Nancy sort of informs them that they are the Elm Street children. I thought this was great. They're all arguing. Mm. Like, yeah, fucking nice. And then the doc- they're ignoring the doctors at this point. They're just talking about Freddie openly. They're like, don't, he's not real, blah, blah, blah. And then Nancy comes in with another mic drop where she's got, he's got a dirty brown hat. <laughs> he's got razors on his claws. Yep. He's horribly burnt. Like, you know, <laughs> dramatically explains yep. what Freddie, and they're all like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we all dreaming about And suddenly... Nancy is the expert. Nancy, they 100% love her. They 100% trust her because yep. she knows. She knows she's down with the kids. Yeah. She, uh, she's um, young. She knows. She goes like, he, he once tried to kill me. Uh, he killed all my friends and he nearly killed me. And at that point, I couldn't remember how like she didn't. Maybe she should have mentioned that she got away with it by not believing it. Well, like, this is the thing. She really plays into it all. She At no point is she teaching them to, to not, not fear. fear him. Well, she kind of does when we get to the next bit. But she's like, you, you can control your dreams. Like you, every, every dream you've got a power and you need to learn to harness that power in your dream, which is going to help defend yourself against Freddy. So here we go. Everyone's got special powers. But, then, but at no point is she like, just stop being afraid of him and then he'll go away. Just or just go, his power comes from you, your fear. At yeah. least mention that to the kids because that's how you solved I it. I feel that that might be a little bit of important information there. But, hey, that's just me. I don't understand why Freddie didn't continually didn't go for her considering he got to these kids. Why didn't he go for her? Or did he leave her alone because she's not scared? She just wasn't afraid. Yeah, There's right. There's no point. Um, um, and so- now- group, hip- group hypnosis. Group hypnosis. So they decide that they're going right, to – so now the doctor – um, doctor is on board with this mm-hmm. shit. He's like, oh, this must be happening. I, how did she prove it to him? I can't remember. Oh, no, they, they decide that they're going to have a group hypnosis secret session. Yep. He's going to try out Nancy's idea, bring him into group hypnosis, and using Kristen to be able to apparently be able to pull them all into the one dream. Yep. The doctor is still very skeptical, but he's just humoring her at this stage. Anyhow, they, they all get pulled into this one dream. After a while, and um, and the doctor's what he's like, he's freaking out. He's like, "How can this be happening?" Yeah. And then and he goes, "No, no, we're still in, we're still in group. We're not in a dream." And well, then yeah. they all burst out with their powers. They, they don't realize that they're in a dream, and like they all kind of wake up and they're like, "Oh, it didn't work." And he's like, "Of course it didn't work." It's, and then Joey gets up and leaves the room, 
Um, yeah, he starts following the nurse. So he, the sexy nurse, like, sexy leads nurse him out. comes back. He goes off following her, and then they're sort of arguing in this room, like, it didn't work, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes and clicks the... Um, the psychiatrist balls? I don't yep. know what they're called. You know, those, like, those, uh, yeah, where you, one ball hits the other ball and knocks the other ball, whatever yeah. they're called. Um, and then, of course... Get them from Granny Mays. Yeah. <laughs> and then they fly out, and they sort of fly off, and, oh... We're, we're in, in a the dream. We're in the dream. Convenient. And then they all like reveal their, their, their dream powers. Kincaid can bend shit. He's strong. The, the, the junkie is just a punk girl yeah. with knives. In my dream, I'm beautiful. And bad. And bad. The D&D kid can walk. Uh, the, he walks and he's a wizard. He's basically. Yeah, he's a wizard. He's the wizard sh- master. Sh- why? No, he's the wizard king. Mm. I believe he called himself. <laughs> Meanwhile, Joey's being seduced he doesn't know he's in the dream, so we know he's in the dream. We know this nurse doesn't really like him. Yep. She's giving them the come hither looks too. Yeah, so she gets him into a room Side and eye. goes, hey, Joey, I really like you. She gets him undressed and flops her 80, 80s boobs out everywhere. Yep. Dang. They are some nice 80s boobs. Do you reckon they were real? I reckon they were real. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. So she's, uh, and then all of a sudden she shoots tongues out at him. They look good. Yeah, and um, pins him. So he's on the bed. He's pinned to the bed by tongues from his feet to his arms. Yeah. The mattress falls out under him and there's like some sort of Hellscape. doomscape yeah. underneath. Cool. A pit that goes down to fire. Yeah. Not sure why Freddie did this, but can you really can you really understand a man like Freddie of why he does anything? Mm-hmm. Because he's the fear the fear gets him off. Mm-hmm. I think the fear part of him just making the kids scared is his own personal thing. And then the souls, once he's killed them, give him power. But they might be the more scared they are when they die, the more power he gets. Mm. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because the souls give me power. Um, but do you think, because it's like, instead of just, so he's killing off all these kids, but he keeps Joey captive. Yeah. So A, he's to lure probably the kids. using him as bait and B, he probably knows that he's got a power. And if this kid realises he's got a power, then he's in trouble. Does Freddie know about the dream powers? I don't know. Or does he care? I mean, he's got power in dreams. So he's got why all power. So anyone else have power in dreams? That is true. Um, so then um, they're all in this group. They suddenly get woken up because the doctor comes in and they're in group his noses. They're all unconscious. One's on the ground, like in a coma. Joey's in Joey. a coma. And Nancy and the doctor get fired, which 100% made sense. Not only that, I think he should have been arrested. Probably, yeah. Because <laughs> like, yeah, like, if you I look at it from a, a, a real point standpoint, you've just had two kids commit suicide on your watch and then you put them into experimental drugs and then put them into a group therapy that causes one of them to go into a coma, you really and... should be arrested or put up under trial. Malpractice, yeah. but sure, they just get fired. It's the best that could happy happen. And as um, he's taken all his his belongings to his car, um, he is Run. again notices the nurse. Runs into nun. That's the nun who's up in a, a bell tower kind of thing. Yeah. Well, she was up where Freddie made him commit suicide off of the kid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes up. She tells the story of Freddie. We well, get we yeah. get the short version, which is <laughs> pretty fucked. 
a girl who was locked in a mental institution over a summer break and she was raped hundreds of times by all the inmates. Yes, when they found her, she was barely alive and with child. Uh, and they're like, like, I love it that she calls Freddie the bastard son of a hundred maniacs. Yeah, and I was right? like, what a line. I'm like, how's that not a Rob Zombie song? Well, later on in one of the other Freddies, I think it's uh, Freddie's dead. It has the flashback in his memory showing him as a kid and the, all the kids in the primary school are like, son of a hundred maniacs, <laughs> son of a hundred maniacs. How do children know this, though? I don't know. Kids, small town. Kids, kids, man. Small town, small town. Um, so now that they've got this little tidbit of information about Freddy Krueger, who are they going to turn to for where is his body? Well, she says that you have to bury, bury him in hollow ground mm. to kill him. Yeah. His, uh, his remains. I'm like, how do you know that? Fine, who cares, mystery nun? Let's do that, they yeah. think. So he was he was killed because we know he was killed by the parents of Elm Street, but they hid the body. The body mm. was covered up. It was never buried properly. N- not a proper burial, so he, so he needs to be. He needs a proper burial, basically, to yeah. kill him. Uh, apparently, this yeah. one nun thinks. So now they need to go and find the only person who knows where the body is. And John Saxton. John Saxton. John Saxton, Nancy's dad. Yep. Uh, so they go visit him. He's they- been demoted. He was a lieutenant. Now he's a st- and now he's a security guard. No, he was. Was he a security? Yeah, yeah. If you look at the little patch on his thing, it says oh. security guard. Oh yeah. So he's had a hard time dealing with all this shit. He's drunk. We're not going to get much into this. He basically doesn't want to give him the bones. Then the um. Uh, the doctor convinces him to get the bones. So Nancy goes back to help the kids. Yep. And the doctor and John Saxton, Nancy's dad, go to get the bones, which are hidden in a, a wrecking yard. Yes. Because they're like, no one ever find them there. I'm like, why not? Yeah. Because people go to wrecking yards and look through shit and get stuff off of cars, and they bury it in like a big Cadillac. Mm. Anyway. I don't, yeah. Um, and, so, and then the doctor stops off. He grabs some holy water and a cross. Mm-hmm. So he's going to perform a um, – because he has to be in hollow ground. Um, so that was all good. And then they get – and then it cuts to Nancy and they're going to go in. They're going to go in. They're going to get him for the last group. I don't know what their plan was here. Yeah, I don't – I just like – I like to call them the Elm Street 3 and I'm like, how is that not a band name? Yeah. So the, like, the, the Elm Street 3 go to Dreamland. Yeah, I, I think their plan was pretty bad here Like at yeah. this point. They didn't seem to have a plan. And the best part is they're like, okay, when we go in – because they need Kristen to get them in there. So we've got Kristen, we've got uh, the the Wizard King, and we've got Kincaid. And Taryn. And Taryn, the, the, the sexy junkie. Yeah. And Nancy going yeah. in together to get um, to get Freddy. I don't know how they're going to get him. They don't even have a plan. Do you know what I mean? No. Like it's, it's she's winging like the, it. Yeah. We go, we go in together, we stick together, and they immediately get separated. Yeah. So that was the thing. They're like, whatever we do when we're in there, don't get separated. They went in. The instant they're in there, they got separated. Yeah. So um, <laughs> now we can have all these, like, they can kill off a couple of characters. Easy. Why not? So Kristen wakes up in her bed and, well, no, she wakes up and she's basically reliving the beginning of the film all over again. Yeah. The bit where so she's, she's doing the paper mache, the mum comes home. Yeah. Um, and of course, while she's arguing with her mum while she's in bed, um, you just hear this voice saying, "Where's the bourbon?" And she's like, "As in, like the the, the lover the, of her the, mother that's coming, the tonight. companion for the evening." Ooh. She sort of ducks her head out, and then of course, in walks Freddie with the decapitated head of her mother. Um, Wait, and she's and like, just, and then the mum's just yelling at her, going like, "This is why I can never bring men home." <laughs> 
I thought that scene was great. The yep. mum's head looked it good. It looked really good. Like, I feel that all of the effects in this film were really well done. What happens then? Does it just cut to the next dream? It does. It just cuts to the to the next dream. We cut to... Punk Tanya. Taryn. Taryn. Um, she's, she's walking down the New York, like, alleyway, basically, she's where like a, she'd like be a, getting a, high. Yeah, like a drug alley yeah. or whatever. Back, back, yeah. back street alley. Back drug alley. Back drugs. Um, and then, of course, Freddie pops out and they're having a conversation. All these scenes went really fast, I thought. Mm. For, like, for the build-up of this film of how much, like, you know, how good all the first scenes. These three, like, three or four scenes, whatever, went super quick. So, yeah, Freddie got basically rocks up and goes... Do you like this place? No. She has a little fight with him for a couple of seconds, and then he goes, "Let's get high." And he's always uh, all he brings... her like drug wins are like, oh, that yeah, looks what... so good. Yeah, what is that word? I couldn't work it out. It's like her needle marks all yeah. start wincing, like yeah, they're like suckering. Yeah, like wanting the drugs. So her her train tracks. That's what they're called. Yeah, yeah. And then like so, he Freddie holds up his hands, and his hands of all, or his fingers are all giant. Hypodermic needles with what, which we could only really describe as is Drano in them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Blue liquid, which is like, you know, in the 80s, that's what envi- everyone envisioned drugs were. Yeah. You know, when, when you're on heroin act, should. Oh, bit of rain here. Oh. Actually, sounded like hail. It's spoopy. Um, when uh, it's, like, it's like a person who doesn't know what drugs are is imagining drugs that you're. It's a blue, bright blue liquid in a needle, which is like <laughs> an inch thick. Yeah. Like a gigantic needle. Whenever I know that like drugs are tiny little syringes, those ones that, you know, yeah. you don't take that's, that much. That's a, the amount of drugs he had. That that was a lot of drugs. Well, basically. he had 10 fingers worth of about 30 mils in each one of them. So, yeah. It's a lot of drugs. So, he stabs her in the arms and basically just kills her. And you don't, yeah. you don't see her die. You just... Well, Okay, so the thing about this scene, well, you see these little veins sort of pop up on her on her head, and then it cuts. What they were originally going to do um, was ex- explode her head. She mm. was so full of drugs that her head explodes. Why didn't they? It didn't work. The prosthetic didn't work. The puppetry, it just, it just failed, and they're like, "We can't. We're just going to move on." And then they just cut to Freddie, and he just goes, "What a rush!" Yeah, he's just like, "Oh yeah." So yeah, he's like- all drugged up. It's great. Ooh. So she's dead. Yep. Um, Kristen isn't dead. He just kind of left her. Yeah. Um, now we cut to wheelchair kid, mm-hmm. wheelchair wizard. Uh, <laughs> but this was, this was the worst one. This was like tacked on shit. He's just walk, walking down a tunnel. A big wheelchair comes after him. He jumps out the way. Um, the wheelchair's coming towards him. He goes, I'm the wizard king. <laughs> He flies up with, with green magic. He's got a big cape on or whatever. He blasts the wheelchair. It explodes. He zaps Freddy with green magic. Freddy goes like, oh, fuck. For some reason, he runs up to Freddy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's got his arms out buzzing him with lightning. He could just stay from a distance away from him. You could. He but- runs up into Freddy an arm's length away. Freddy just grabs him, stabs him in the guts. End of scene. Yeah. Like, That's a really not... Freddie's like, I don't believe in fantasy and whatnot. And like, what do you mean? You are fantasy. And it's like, it's his realm. He, he fucking, he makes the rules. So he just doesn't believe in it. But he, okay. the, kid, the kid just basically just gets stabbed. Yeah. He just walks up to Freddie and gets stabbed. End of scene. I'm like, yeah. that's the most uncreative one. It started off strong with the wheelchair, but I thought the wheelchair should have killed him. Well, because it clips him and then he can't walk. I, I, He's I, like limping up. And I thought they could have done, because they really go with that fear. They could have done a thing like in... Like, the wheelchair could have grabbed the kid and, like, he became the wheelchair. 
that would have been good. And then Freddie rode him off a cliff or something and he oh. smashed with gore. Yeah. Yes. yes. You know, yes. something like that. I just thought that was the weakest moment yeah. in the whole film. Um, I mean, the script wasn't the strongest. It's weird because I re- always remember this one being the best one. It is the best one. One of the best ones. But this is also the fan favourite out of all of the... all th- of the. Freddy's Elm Dead Street. is just as good as this one, I reckon. I think Freddy's Dead is amazing. Which one's that one? That's the one where the kid gets high... In the te- get stuck in the TV with the Mar- he gets beaten to Mario Brothers. It's the one where they go back. To- they go to Elm Street. Yeah, yeah. And it's like every town has an Elm Street, and like <laughs> it's just a great one. And they go into his head, and you get all the flashbacks and all yep. that kind of cool shit. Right. Anyway, um, we've talked about it before. Yes, we have. So, so yeah, we're we'll on- He's dead. The yeah. end. Whatever. Done. Poor Ira. Um, so then we cut back to Kristen, uh, Nancy, and Kincaid. They're all together again. Um, Kincaid just smashes through a wall. He doesn't do anything in this film. No, he just... Kincaid meets up with them after getting separated. He never has any problems. Mm. Um, He doesn't... Freddie never addresses him. No. Never talks. He's ignored. He's ignored the whole time. Is it because he's black? Look, I don't want to say it, but he kind of is the token black guy. But he doesn't get killed. He doesn't until the next one, and they basically kill him in the opening credits. kill him in the first, like, 11 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So... Oh, yeah, which is a bit... Dodgy. Bit shit. Uh, so now it's Nancy, Kristen, Kincaid take on Freddy in the boiler room together. Yes. Uh, oh, no, no. First they get back Joey. Well, then they go to the boiler room where they found Joey. They um, they sort of rescue him. Yeah, they just rescue. They just go grab him. Yeah. At that point, I'd be like, let's get the fuck out of this dream. Yeah. Kristen, take us out. Yeah. You then do we'll take Hypnoseal. <laughs> for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Um, but no, that's not what happens. Um, then, of course, Freddy's he does the iconic, like, rips his shirt. He's talking about the souls of the children. Um, yeah, it's saying why he's more powerful. Such a great scene. He's, like, just his chest cavity. Has is, all faces in it of kids, like, in so agony. Good. Going, and they've used that for the... Mondo used that for the bo- uh, box of blood, I think it's called. They did, like, this Nightmare on Elm Street, like, box oh, set yeah, yeah. vinyl. Looks so good. Um, so he's talking about that. It's then cut to this. There's a skeleton battle happening. Yeah. So basically, Freddy's going so that they get his bones. Yeah. That so uh, the doc, the doctor, and 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 John Saxton find Freddy's bones. They start that as soon as they grab them and move them. Freddy in the dream goes like, "Oh, wait up! I can sense someone's moving my bones." He's <laughs> just like, "I'll be right back." So he, hold that thought. Guys. So he yeah he manifests himself as a stop motion Clash of the Titan skeleton, which I love. Um, in real life, manifest himself in the flesh, basically. And I'm like, well, bit of a bit risky for you, old there, Fred. A little bit. He fights with, um, he kills John Saxton by impaling him on the fin of a Cadillac. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I would have thought that shit would have been fiberglass, but no, it's proper metal that will pierce your skin. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not going to argue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyhow, they, um, he gets uh, the Freddy Freddy skeleton beats up the doctor and knocks him out unconscious. Freddy skeleton decides he he's one. Starts like burying him. <laughs> he's just like putting dirt on him. Yeah, yeah. Freddy skeleton decides he's one, and he just goes back into the dream. And I'm like, why didn't you kill him? <laughs> the bones just drop in. This he only kills like, children. He's, maybe. he's done. He's so out. He did kill John Saxton. That's fine. Um. Uh, so. The- <laughs> So then we get the mirror hallway scene where everyone gets pulled in the dreams. So uh, Chris Kirsten, 
um, Nancy and Kincaid yeah. all get pulled into this. Uh, there's like a hallway with all these mirrors on the side. And all Freddy versions come out of the mirror and pull them in, which I thought looked which, really good. It looked really good because the, the, the sequences, so like the mirror between the mirror and the real world, it looked really good. Like yeah, it just and had it this, walked. like it shows them being pulled into this, not just like, oh, they're walking through some empty thing. Yeah, and anyhow, so Joey's left out in this room. He can't talk. Suddenly he gets the urge. He screams. Mm-hmm. He smashes all the mirrors. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Your fucking dream power is to yell? <laughs> what are you? You're just as good as Daredevil. I mean, we like da- Daredevil's a blind man and his superpower is to see. Yeah. <laughs> we did see it coming though. Like, he, this kid doesn't talk. What's his power going to be? It's going to be the power of speech. Power, power of, of yelling. Power of screaming. Yo! What up? Um, anyhow, Ghost Dad appears. Yep. So Nancy's dad comes down in, in the dream and goes, I'm just... I'm just coming to see you before a crossover. Passing over. She goes over to him, hugs her dad. Of course. It's the fake out. It's a fake trick. Oh. I'm Freddy. (laughs) Pranks. Um, Fucking stabs her. So Nancy dies, which I didn't like. No, I didn't like it. But at this point, I'm also like, I think her and Kristen are a little bit gay for each other. I didn't find that. Yeah, no, I found that. Ah. Well, well, maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> they seem to like each other an awful lot. Yeah, they did do a lot of hugging. And there was a lot of like... hand-holding, a lot of hugging. I think Kristen kisses her at one point as well. Yeah, when right. she's, like, dying. But um, anyhow, so Nancy gets stabbed. She's out of the picture. Everyone like, is upset by yeah, that. I'm upset by that. Yeah. Um, Freddie starts to, you know, wail on the other characters. Out of nowhere, Nancy comes out and stabs Freddie with his own glove, which we all know is one of Freddie's weaknesses. Yes. Um, which is never mentioned. It's like his Horcrux. It's never mentioned in the whole franchise, I don't think. But for some reason, everyone knows that Freddy can get hurt by his own glove. Yeah. Which is weird. And yeah. I love that. Because they do it in uh, Freddy vs. Jason as well. Yeah, because he throws his whole arm through him. <laughs> Fucking sick. <laughs> um, so Freddy's like uh, going, oh, fuck, this is shit. Meanwhile, in the real world, Doctor wakes up because he didn't get killed. Yeah. And he starts to throw some holy water onto... Freddy's bones, which in the, the dream world makes bursts of light come out of him, which yeah, I thought looked, looked really great, cool. Looked great. And then he puts a cross on Freddy's skull, which makes a cross of light come. Mm. I thought that looked wicked. That it was looked, like it all looks so good. He's running around. There's light coming out of him. He's like, you know, he's he's upset. Yeah, Freddy. <laughs> he's upset. He's he's upset. Naturally so. He just, just explodes, doesn't he? Pretty much. Yeah, he just explodes into this ball of light. And, you know, because like, you got the doctor there, like, ashes to ashes and dust to dust. And, yeah, he's hello ground now. It's fine. Okay, so the thing is that I thought about this, number one, burying someone in hallowed ground doesn't mean putting holy water on them and across. That wasn't hallowed ground. A hallowed ground is like a church ground or yeah. something like that. So it has to be holy, a holy place well, that I you bury him. once he's put the holy water on, it's blessed the ground because if you ever watch buzzfeed unsolved he always takes a little water pistol full of holy water to bless him when he's hunting ghosts yeah but i feel like that she said hallowed ground mm. and i feel hallowed ground would more be a, a place than a, a ritual and i'm and like that's why it didn't work it didn't yard. do what she said well yeah at no point I, I mean a a wrecking yard is not going to be hallowed ground so, and I think that's just why they stuffed up. I just think maybe this was a setback for Freddy, but it didn't kill him, mm, which is why. why we've got the fourth one. And I like that idea that they just didn't do it right. Yeah. It kind of like setback. And they're all setbacks really for Freddy. You just kind of like, and I always like in that one where he's just, 
in Freddy's dead when he goes through all the ways they've tried to kill him. First they tried burying me, then they tried holding. He's cutting his fingers <laughs> yeah. off as he does it. Yeah, but I just keep coming back. That's <laughs> like, so good. Um, so yeah, stabs him. Holy water. It explodes. Yep, you know. F- then it cuts to a funeral. Nancy's funeral. The mm. nun rocks up, and we know, and we're like, oh my god, she was a ghost nun. And she was the one, she was Freddie's mum. Oh. She was Amanda Kruger. Yeah. I had to remember that. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then it ends with it's the dollhouse. The light comes on. So the, yeah, the, a, a little light comes on in the dollhouse, like the paper mache white thing. Done. Done. Cut to credits. Cut to Dokken. Dokken, yeah, Dokken. <laughs> the Dream Warriors. Um, what did you give this? Um, I don't think I actually rated this. I look, I've rated this as an A for awesome, um, but it's also a beer and chicken. Wings. Yeah, I gave it a beer and chicken wings movie. It's definitely that, like, because it's not the best film it's overall. Not, it's not. It's the best Nightmare on Elm Street film, apart from I am getting vibes though that I actually think that I enjoyed Freddy's Dead a little bit more. Hmm. We. Right, you should go rewatch well, Freddy's Dead. See, I've just recently rewatched all of the Halloween films. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had just recently, in like two days, watched four, five, and six, and I had not seen them in like twenty years. Is it, which one's Manhattan? Oh, That's this seven. is Halloween. Manhattan. Oh, wait, I don't was think Friday the Thirteenth. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Which we watched recently. It's fucking Liz hates it. It's She's so like, bad. That it's... that boxing bit where <laughs> why are you punching your dude with a hockey mask? But also that is like. He's in Manhattan for about eight minutes. Four minutes, yeah. Like, Liz hated it. She's like, it's basically just Jason takes a houseboat and then the docks. That's yeah. it. Well, he's, okay. he's a wharfy. But, yeah, so, like, I now that I've done the Halloween ones, I'm going to re-finish the Elm Streets. Yeah, I'm, I haven't watched Dream Master or Dream Child in a long time. Mm. Um, I actually can't remember what happens in any of those two films. Yeah, no, I've, I've got vague recollections of... But because I always watch number three, Freddy's Dead or Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Yeah. Um, but I actually think Freddy's Dead was great. Like it's such a good ending to the franchise kind of thing. Like, yeah. And yeah, and the fact it was just cool. And like I said, it has that, the hottest opening of any Nightmare Alley. You should watch it. Yeah, I will. I will watch it. But yeah, it's definitely a beer and chicken wings group movie. It is bring your mates around, have some beers, have some pizza, have some chicken wings, laugh at the ridiculousness, laugh at the plot holes because there's heaps of them in there. It's okay. Laugh at how they cheat children in this movie. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. It's 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 definitely one of the, my favourite ones. It's the one I can remember watching the, the most. most. It's the one I had the poster of. And yeah. It's the one I had the cardboard cutout of. Like, you know, it was and it was it's the first one which really solidified who Freddie was. Yeah, well this is the first time that we actually get to see him starting to sort of come into his own as like well, this wise. Almost to enjoy kind of what he's doing. Yeah. So all one. of the ad-libbing, all of the the, the, the one-liners, and they've not gotten too ridiculous yet, but no. it's, yeah, it's good. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, what are we going to watch next week? Well, because next week is Halloween, well, we will be recording on Halloween. Oh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I thought we would watch Halloween. Which one? But let's do the 2018 one. Which one's that? That's the one that came out in 2018. One with... Oh, I did that one recently for the show already. With Laurie, 40 years later. Did you watch that? I did the one, that, like the first one of this Halloween Kills thing. Oh, and are we talking about another one? There's so many Halloweens. I know. Not um, H- H2O? 
H2O is great. We can do H2O. No. That's, <laughs> that's totally ridiculous. Let's watch Halloween 3. No. <laughs> I love That's my favorite. Um, oh, we could just do the original, 1978. It'll be our first movie set in the 70s that we've, Ooh, we've watched. You, have you watched it recently? Uh, not recently, but I do watch it frequently just because really? I love it. All right, let's do that. So next week, next this this week, everyone has uh, time to watch Halloween from 1978. Halloween 1, the OG yep. one. That's where it all started. We will ruin it. So watch it before you listen to this podcast. Oh, we will ruin it. <laughs> oh, we're going to ruin the shit out of that one. <laughs> I love it. Take us out. Cool. So, so you have been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. We are a podcast available on all streaming services, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, basically wherever good podcasts can be found. We are still available on YouTube, and I see that we've had a bit of a spike in uh, it's views. because we yelled at everyone. Um, so I don't know. That might... We don't care. I would prefer people to listen to us on, on audio. Yep. Um, I'd like to keep track of all our, uh, you know, listens in one place. Yeah. To me, like, YouTube crowd is a bit different. But, yeah, I, I mean, it's fine. You can watch. We're still going to continue doing YouTube. We'll just put it up there for those people who just want to listen on YouTube. Of course. But if you are on YouTube and you don't mind coming over to one of those, like, you know, podcast apps on your phone or Spotify or anything like that, it's great. We, we appreciate that because it all gets collected in the same spot for us. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we have an Instagram. You can follow us at TerrorVisionPod. You can also email us at well, TerrorVisionPod at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what you want us to watch, what you would like us to discuss, anything like that. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. Excellent. And if you want to see some more stuff that I do, I also do a video game uh, web show on YouTube and live on Twitch called Hack the Dino every other Friday um, at 7 p.m. Come in for casual hangs, casual. chats about games, nerdism, stupidity, there's a, like a music game show on there. We play games live. We review games. It's about video games. So go on there. It was actually like last night. So, mm. I mean, the Friday just gone when you guys will be listening to this on yep. Tuesday. Um, so, yeah, check that out. And until next week, may all your dreams be nightmares. <laughs>